This podcast recorded live from the Urban Fly Company Studios. And we are back for another week of the SVS Fly Fishing Podcast. Hey, around the table today, we have Urban Fly Company's Mark Burns, big man on the board, Chris Sims. And uh, congratulations to Chris. I know we uh, missed, we lost the podcast. We'll talk about that in just a second. But uh, I congratulated him on the last podcast. So we're just going to roll that over in this one and say, hey, Chris had a new baby boy and... Hey, congratulations, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Mom and baby are doing well. Uh, I'm sleepy. <laughs> That's, that sounds about right. Hey, and uh, on the last podcast that we did lose, uh, our buddy had sun poisoning, uh, Jim Franklin, and uh, but he's here tonight. The big cat is in the house, Jim Franklin, so we got a full, full roster. Uh, our apologies. I said we were going to have Captain Pete on. Uh, the last podcast, we lost that podcast due to computer failure. Um, Chris was nice enough to grab us a new computer. Uh, we're going to be recording on it and shouldn't have this problem again. Hopefully so, not. So, hey, thanks, Chris. And, oh, of uh, course. You know, we're going to get Pete on, uh, back on in the next couple weeks. And I know the conversation with him was fucking great. And I, I, it was. I was really torn and really pissed to... To tell him that it wasn't coming out because people were asking him, and I, I just felt terrible, and it was on me, really, you know what I mean? And I just, I really felt bad, so, you know, we're back better than ever. Uh, we're going to have a couple guests here and there, like we have been, and uh, get to our fishing. Pete will be back probably pretty soon, hopefully. Yeah, oh yeah, I've already talked to him. He'll be back within, I just wanted to get, you know, one of these under our belts with uh, the new computer system, and then, uh, like I said, he'll be back on ASAP. I know him and Chris had some good conversation because they were both big uh, real striper fishermen. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, been doing it for years and have seen the sport change throughout the years. And the conversation was just top notch. So definitely looking forward to that again. I agree. And I, I am going to try to go into the computer and, and try to at least maybe try to salvage the interview. It's It might be possible if it still exists. Yeah, it kind of yeah it went awry because um, uh, I don't I don't even know uh, the the computer got moved before anything got saved or anything got so that's how that all happened. It's dead. Yeah, all and right. it was gone. So it's it's just it's gone. Fair enough. Yeah, it wasn't even there for Shane to save per se because he tried to come over and save it and put his efforts in. So that's a bummer. Like I guess had good conversation, but. We'll have it again. We'll do it again. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this week on the podcast, we'll be talking uh, all of our fishing that we've been missing out, that we missed out on the last few weeks. Um, well, we had a couple, a holiday in there somewhere, and um, we had also just uh, a few other things that stopped us from doing the podcast. I was out of town one weekend. There were a few other things, but we'll get to all that. Uh, Mark fishing. Uh, we'll do Mark's fishing. Uh, any guided trips, any guided, upcoming guided trips. Uh, he cut his finger. And uh, anything else, we'll, like I said, we'll cover all his stuff. Um, I will cover some of my fishing. I've been floating our local. I got a tattoo. Uh, did some shooting, uh, skeet shooting and shooting with the boys. And uh, some uh, some local hybrids. Uh, Jim's been doing some fishing. He has had Derek and Andrew out twice now. Uh, catfishing at night. And he's been doing the catfishing thing, and it's got some real good fish. So we want to hear about those. Uh, Chris, I know he went fishing with the kids, or the son one day, uh, has an upcoming trip yep. for some for some local stuff that he's going to want to 
learn himself and you know yep. be around a, a, a just a great guy um, in the next few things. And we're going to talk some shenanigans. There was a uh, what six hundred nineteen pound marlin caught that we were going to talk about for half a second. And uh, there were some local things that happened, uh, unfortunately. And I'm gonna we're gonna recap on those and maybe things that people should do before they go out and make sure they're safe to be out on their own. Um, <laughs> but hey, before Can't we fix stupid, huh? Yeah, nah, not always. <laughs> but even you know, you get a little older, you still think you might have it, and then you know, one slippery rock turns into a bad circumstance. You know, and at an older age, when you even in the 65 range, you know, you fall and do the wrong things, and things you know are not quite there. So, you know, just talk about that a little bit. And uh, but before we get to that. They're sponsored by Mark. Okay, Yeti, built for the wild. Sims Fishing, find them at simsfishing.com. Fresher saltwater, A-Rex hooks, and we've got Cortland lines. Go check them out. Friends of the show, we have Ryan Evans up at Queen City Guiding, Michael Davis down to Earth Wealth Management, Thomas Shank at Chippewa River Custom Rods, the Nittany Valley Muskie Alliance, and our buddies over at Muskie Fool. Man, before we get to any of the fishing, what are we drinking, fellas? You, bought, we, you brought over a uh, – Mark brought a bottle – you brought a couple bottles, and yep. uh, man, it, it it's going to be a good podcast. Stay tuned. Yeah, it was an expensive week for me. Computer, a <laughs> couple bottles of whiskey. <laughs> uh, I'm I have a hard time not buying all the hatches that are out there. So it's it's been a costly week. But I brought a uh, Elijah Craig uh, their rye, which I'd never seen, uh, and I got That's two bottles. Good. I polished one off, and I figured I'd bring the other one over. And I brought you your your Manhattan it's tasty. drink. Yeah, it's a, it's a good rye. I like it. It's got some heat to it, but it's got good flavor to it mm-hmm. as well. I think I'd like it more in the winter and fall than I do in the summer. I don't like like spicy ryes in the summer, but hmm. that's weird. But a good taste. No, oh, but that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. What what's your what? Okay, if that's what's your summer preference? Weller. If I have it, Weller. Weller. Yeah. <laughs> if if I have it, uh, but lately I've been drinking the uh, Evan Williams bottled and bond. 30 bucks for a handle. It's it's fine whiskey. Uh, when I get home from work, I, uh, I'll i put like two or three little crushed ice cubes in a glass, uh, quarter, squeeze a lemon, and and that Evan Williams. And it's it's a nice, refreshing, finally done with my day drink. I like it. Nice. That sounds good. I'm, you know me, I, 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 Got to have some uh, Buffalo Trace yeah. the other day, and uh, you know it's it's not, they said I was talking uh, with Tim and Tim, he, he Tim likes the bourbons. There's the dog, uh, <clears throat> and uh, he had a he was even saying Buffalo Trace isn't that isn't that expensive of, of a whiskey. It's just no. very it's hard 20, to find. Things like twenty eight yeah. bucks retail. Yeah, yeah. No, you. I I have a handle coming from Illinois of it and forty five dollars, but yeah. it's it's Pennsylvania mostly because in Illinois you can get it at Walmart and Costco. Okay, I take Buffalo Trace over Blanton's. Oh, all day. My opinions. Well, I mean Blanton's said, is very good, but it's just it's so mild. It's mm-hmm. it's fantastic, but uh, yeah, Buffalo Trace is good for what it is. And technically, really Blanton's is just older Buffalo yeah, Trace. Yeah, that's all. And. uh I had it on Father's Day. So happy Father's Day to all the fathers nice. out there, all the cool yep. fathers that take their kids fly fishing and fishing in general. Uh, happy Father's Day to all you guys, too. Um, 
but that's when I had it, and uh, I had it over my brother-in-law's house or his, his parents' house, and uh, he said his dad and mom went to the distillery, and you can only get a bottle per person per day, even at the distillery. Yep, so. it's uh, it was good. It was good. I I, I enjoyed it. It was a good drink, and then uh, we had some Yellowstone. Down yeah. at uh, down at Penn's, and it, that stuff was really good. I like that even better. I think. Yeah, Yellowstone's good. Yeah, I like it. It's a forty-five, fifty-dollar bottle. Yellowstone Didn't is. Rick have a bottle of that? I think. I don't remember. Remember having it somewhere. It's good stuff. I I really enjoyed that one as well. So I'm I'm starting to get a little more first. I'm and proud tasting of you. I really and, am. <laughs> and knowing my bourbons, that drink of bourbon that you gave me now. Right, I would have probably enjoyed it more now than I ever did when you gave it to me, and I was like, "He needs Russell's ice now." Yeah, he needs Russell's. Did we did we ever bring a bottle of Russell's in here? I don't know that he's ever had it. Oh man! Well, maybe we'll have to have me on a little Russell's here. Oh boy! I've always got a bottle on the boat. Well, it's always there's always have to go. Well, there we go. There's there it is. We have to go fishing (laughs) with Chris. All I have is a good. Sounds like a date. I'm not bringing that one. Yeah, yeah. That one's hanging. Yeah, that one's good. You still have my flash though. I I do. It's got to be empty. Oh God, yes. (laughs) 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 And it's gone. The flask still exists. It's just good, cleaned and emptied. Yeah. This one isn't too bad though. This larceny. No larcenies. I like larceny. It's. If you if you are going to say I want to start drinking weeded bourbons, larceny should not be your choice because it doesn't taste like any of the good weeded bourbons. But it's weeded and it's still fine for a thirty dollar bottle. It used to be a twenty dollar bottle like three years ago, and people started <clears throat> drinking it and buying it, and so now it's thirty. It's, it's the same thing that happened with the craft beer type of thing. Yep. Where uh, when. Uh, Sam Adams used to be normally priced, mm-hmm. and then when craft beer came around, Another they were like, some bucks "They were like, oh well, hell, we're we're part of that deal. We're gonna charge a fuckload for our beer now too." Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's t- it's a twenty five. It should be a twenty five dollar bourbon. Thirty dollars, thirty five dollars is too much to pay for larceny, in my opinion. I bet I had that bottle a year. Yeah, probably aged well. Yeah, that now in Pennsylvania. They had the Larceny single barrel available for online purchase, and that was $50, and that was worth every penny of $50. That was Remember a good that one. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. Where'd you bring that, that float the one day? No, that was a regular Larceny. Yeah, yeah. Where was that? Where did I bring that? I don't Fishing know. Fishing one time. Yeah, probably. Oh, we was it? No, it wasn't with the Cortland guys. It was just mm-hmm. one day you and I met up, and we had it uh, at the... At the truck. I remember now. So when they take your trash out at your house. It's not good. It just jingles. <laughs> it's just, it's just, <laughs> you hear glass just, just tinking oh, against just, each yeah. other. Ping, ping. And it's not even like it's like beer bottle glass. It's like <laughs> heavy, <laughs> heavy yeah. good glass. I'll send you a picture tonight. I save my bottles to take to the recycling. So because they don't, we recycle at home, but they don't have, for some reason, ours won't do glass. So I take it over the recycling center. But right, you are a great human being. Thank you. Right now, they're all lined up on my kitchen table, and my wife is like, "Get rid of these. You look like an alcoholic." <laughs> Chris and Dustin Hines' garbage bag sound is very similar. Oh man, <laughs> I remember when Dustin dumped out. Well, what was he drinking? Was it that Evan Williams? Yeah, but the next one Bottled down. And Bond? No, the oh, next the one re- down. The black label. The black label. Yeah, that. Uh, oh, 
I don't know how many bottles were in that, but I looked at that and I was like, wow, well done. Well done. Yeah. You, when you get things sent to you about being a, <laughs> a real alcoholic, a functioning alcoholic, you know, from all these, all of our great, great friends in the SVS family. I love it. I love getting all the memes and all the funny things that all the guys send me about being a true alcoholic. Cause it, I relate <laughs> to it. Uh, so, you know, thanks a lot, everybody. And uh, thanks a lot to everybody in the SVS family for hanging in and, you know, just listening. Yeah. Tol- Thank you, everybody. Our, yes. Tolerating our bullshit. Yes. And I, it's an old joke, but I tell my wife all the time, I'm not an alcoholic. They go to meetings. I'm just a drunk. Yeah. Yeah. I literally am now <laughs> down. I only drink while I'm here. And I, that's it. But wow. it's every podcast, it's like, you know, I got to have some bourbon. Me too. I mean, it's just, it's not like I'm, it, I just feel like crap anymore. Even if a couple of drinks, I can't sleep right. And then I'm kind of like habit person and I'm used to getting up like 5, 5.30 every morning. I have a couple of drinks. It's like, boom, I'm sleeping until like 7.30. Yeah. And I have to be good when I'm here. Because I got a bit of a drive. Mm-hmm. I made that mistake once. <laughs> I like to try, <laughs> the, try the new bourbons Chris bought. And I'm like, all right. See what that one's like. And that's about it. Not me and my rager. Uh, right on. Benders all the way. Woo! What's left after Sunday, Jay finishes off on <laughs> Monday. <laughs> yeah, every time we come back, Jay... Every Sunday we show up, Jay's like, I'm sorry, I had some of this, and we had some no, of that. I, I usually don't have much of any of the stronger bourbon. It started off with, oh, yeah, you could just leave that there. I'm never going to mess with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, once you got me hooked on this Manhattan stuff, the Jefferson's Manhattan. I you like know, your idea. Look at him even going and getting cherries and stuff, too. No, yeah, my, cherries wife, cherries. my wife bought cherries for my daughter, and they just happened to be here. So I was like, well, that goes good with the Manhattan. I'm going to bring them downstairs. Yeah. Makes me look a little more... Uh, Sophisticated. Class. Yeah, you know, come on. We're, we're, Bougie. We got to do this right <laughs> if we're going to do it. You know, I don't want to just look like an alcoholic. I'm having Manhattans, for God's sakes. Yeah, you look right. like a seasoned alcoholic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> At least I know what I'm doing. Fancy drunk. Yeah. You know, so we've talked about for about 15 minutes about being alcoholics and what we were drinking, which wasn't even on the uh, catalog here. I like that. I like that. That was a good little talk. You actually went off your script. Uh, hey. Proud of you. I, I didn't write much of a script. I didn't have time today. We went fishing. Shitty day of fishing, but we went fishing. Um, so, Mark, we're going to go with you first, if that's all right. Um, ha- just recap some of the fishing you've been out doing. I know you've been out doing a lot of walk wading. You did a couple days with Jim. Um, what's been happening? What have you been seeing with the fish? A lot of like what you said. You know, crap today. But it's just been, it's, I mean, our weather's kind of started to get that point where we're just, what, it's a week of the same. It's been hot and it's getting ready to change. We got another front coming through. We got that little push of water about a week ago. And right after that came through, it they lit up good. We had We went up right after that and we had a good evening. And then just every day progressively just got less and less and less. And now they're just starting to get, they're not quite to that, like, what I'm seeing, like, midsummer where they, like, get into the riffles. I mean, they're still tucked into their, you know, timber and off of their edges of currents and what have you. But they're down deep and they're hunkered holding it. They're not coming up. I mean, even running some poppers and some little stuff, the fish are just kind of just, they're down. And then, you like, you found, you throw a little stuff down there and just let it sit there, and then all of a sudden, whack. 
there's a fish there. Yeah, they're still down there. They've just really just started laying and kind of hunker and start to get to that pre-dredge phase where it's almost dredge phase. And you can kind of get them in the mornings and evenings, you know, to do a little bit. But I think you got to shift them now. It's been tough. But, again, I'm tying so much right now. It's just putting in 10, 12 hours tying. Then I'll go pop out for a couple hours or when Jim's off, I'll tie for a little bit in the morning to meet up with him for a little bit but yeah it's been for, mismatched times yeah right now we can just, get out the next probably five six weeks are going to be just absolute balls to the wall time i have a massive amount of flies to do everybody getting uh all stocked up for uh winter and i see you've been throwing out some leggy boys too they mm-hmm. look pretty sweet man i really like those when i can get them done i'm trying to do as many as i can but it's still mainly musky flies. I'm just trying to keep up with that. I wanted to add some more stuff and move around and do some more things saltwater and smallmouth-wise, but just can't. Yeah. Website was supposed to be launched in mm, beginning of the month. That ain't happening. Ain't happening beginning of next month either. Oh, hey, you <laughs> know. really like for it to be happening beginning of August, but the way that's looking right now, it's... Hey, is what it is. Yeah, yeah, and you still have a site, right? So that's yeah, that's good. It's getting to the point though. It 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 very much so needs replaced, but the new site is really a long way through. So it's not like it's just you know dead. It's a good portion of it's done. So it's just waiting on me to get freed up, and I got like three hundred pictures now to start uploading and working with, and website guys merging some stuff on it. So that'll be good. But no, I got slowed down for a couple of weeks, shanking myself and shoving a knife into my finger. So yeah, how did that? that I mean, I still tied, mm. but after you know the first couple of days, you get like half dozen flies done. My hands were just cramped, and then it got a little better, a little better, a little better. Well, going to how you stabbed yourself and why mm. you stabbed yourself and what the hell you're doing, you dumbass. Yeah, I got up and I had to go get my weed whacker. So I was like, I got to get the raft. It was a day after. No, I went and floated with Matt. And we had a good evening. Yeah. We uh we put the boat in maybe I don't I, I guided. I got done guiding. Uh, I had a little young kid on the boat, so we got done at like four. He was whooped and I still wanted to go fish. So round through and Matt's like, Yeah, I'll go. So we put in floated three hours and got like eight or ten fish. And three of them over fifteen. So it was a good little run there. But next morning Was no, that was like, on the raft? Mm-hmm. Oh nice. Mm-hmm. So I had to get the raft out, but it got really cold that night. In my pump, stupid thing's been broke the whole time. Well, it was off, so I had to fix it. So I went to go get the, the electrical tapes wrapped around. I'm like, I'm gonna go get the scissors. I'm like, no. If I hold it this way and I go right through here, it's just gonna go right up, and I'm working it through just fine. The next thing I know is like, boom! Oh, and I look down, and it's just like red. I'm like, oh. I drop everything, run into the house, grab paper towels, put it on, and just sit down. And I'm like holding it, and I'm like, all right, compose yourself and kind of like gain. And I'm like, Amy, I need help now. So and then like at this point, like I'm starting to sweat, and I'm like, oh, this isn't good. And then like a few seconds go by, and I look down, and I'm literally watching like the sweat bead down my arm, just <laughs> pouring down my arms. So I was like, all right, I got to <clears> – <throat> let's see. I, I don't know if I'm going to pass out or not because I haven't had this happen to me in 20 years, 15, maybe more. So I kind of like stand up real slow. I like got my hand on. I'm like, all right, I'm good. Kind of like do the head bob, like up and down, look around, kind of like bend down. I'm like, all right, I'm not woozy. I'm not going to pass out. But at this point, I'm completely full body, just drenched. 
So I'm like standing there in the kitchen, like I, I gotta go. So she's like helping me get all dry and everything. Like, all right, let's go. They don't open for another like 20 minutes. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Because it's still like 7.40. Urgent care. Yeah, it's happened. Be- thank God it happened before she left for work. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they don't open till 8. I'm like, all right, so I'll have a coffee and sit here and wait. But now we got in there and I am deathly afraid of needles. Like I'm good with the blood, everything. It's just like the needles get me. I just IV, needle, anything. So we went in. The lady was like very aware of this. She did a fantastic job, but... First person comes in, she's going over, yeah, what happened, blah, 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 you know. Okay, it was a knife clean. I'm like, describe clean. She's like, like new? It's like, newly sharpened after, <laughs> <laughs> after cleaning bucktails with it. <laughs> she's like, you're going to need a tetanus shot too. I'm like, great. So, I don't know. It ended up, I mean, the lady did a good job. Tetanus shots suck too. They hurt for a oh, couple days. Oh, dude, two days. But I was like, What's my limitations? And she's like, well, she's around around. She's like, you didn't get any tendons, you know, no, nothing of that. She's like, you're going to be fine there. She's like, just go till it hurts. You know, that's all you can do. So went home, tied a few flies. I'm like, all right, well, at least I can still use, I'd use my other fingers. I couldn't use that finger for like probably three or four days. So I had to start figuring I had to use my other three fingers and met up with Jim that night, threw musky flies, threw a 700 grain for three hours and yeah. Strapped on a glove and away we went. Yeah, threw a glove hey, over hey. my hand and it was all like wrapped up and bandaged and hauling with uh, no index finger. So you're trying to learn how to catch the fly or line with a glove on that hand with your <laughs> middle finger and the other fingers. So I was like, oh, that'd be that. tough. oh yeah, it's man. Then on my end, I'm reading so, my messages here and I'm just like, oh wow, man, Mark just cut his finger really bad. And then he's like, all right, I'm gonna finish up here and then I'm gonna go home. I gotta tie a couple flies and then we're gonna go. <laughs> and I'm like. Dude, you just you just cut yourself to the bone. Are you sure you want to go? Yeah, I'm fine. It's yeah, fine. Let's five go. stitches. Yeah, she's like, you self-employed. I was like, yeah. She's like, just go till it hurts. <clears throat> like, okay. So I you were the Michael Jackson of uh, musky fishing that day. Uh, we did no nothing. One glove. Oh, I yeah. Uh, yeah. Just glove. beat it. Yeah. I did get a little bass <laughs> on a stick bait. Yeah. Hey, I brought a spin because I had a kid in the boat to, before that, so I had all my spin gear rigged up. I'm like, you know what? Just in case I can't cast, I'm going to bring this. But that was fine. Bucket mouth? Always. 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 <laughs> Always. Yeah, we had to troll from one spot to another. I'm like, well, I'm antsy. I'm not sitting here chucking this thing. Sure enough, stupid bucket mouth. But no, other than that, it's you know, getting out in the evenings after just, like I said, just it's full bore tying all the time right now for probably the next six weeks. It'll be 10, 12 hour day time. Any uh, cool places that you're sending flies now? Everywhere. You've just all kinds it. of places. Yeah. Cool. I mean, it's every order comes through. You just, you never know. It hasn't different. been too, too much overseas. A lot of Canada, but not a lot overseas wise, though. But state wise, it's pretty much everywhere California to Idaho. So. I just didn't know if you're getting like Florida. a lot of guys for uh, no stripers are real hot right now. If you're getting a lot of guys doing the striper flies at all, or I, you know what? Surprise again, I haven't been doing much. It's been almost all musky. The musky's been so busy, I haven't been able to get much into the saltwater. And that was part of the new websites adding the whole saltwater line in. So I got like four different flies that I'm doing that I'm going to be putting on there. And so when I sell saltwater flies, it's all through Instagram after I'm tying them. Haven't gotten to them. Little by little, but haven't got a chance to. Once they go up on the website, I'll sure they'll go crazy. But mm-hmm. 
I bet our our buddy Ted is probably having a field day now at the fisher, starting to bite more like what he fishes. I haven't talked to him in a few weeks. Hmm. I don't know. I got a message from him today of his article. Just want no more of us, but hmm. I'm sure. I mean, it's it's right up his alley. He likes to either do the hopper dropper, or he likes to. Oh, he loves the the drop. He doesn't. He does it. He does the crayfish hop. Yeah. With a hopper dropper, so the hopper's his indicator. Fat. Mm-hmm. So you know. Yeah, he, more or less. Yeah, I get yeah. it. But essentially, what he's doing is almost nymph rigging it, mm-hmm. flipping men down. Pop, 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 pop. Then watching that, and then he's got like an inch, inch and a half, to, at most, little white bait fish dangling on the bottom, or a little like uh, pine squirrel type crayfish, just popping right along the bottom there. Yeah, and they get eaten like now, mo, absolute mo fish. But when they're eating big, you know, they're eating bait and they're eating big crayfish. Now it's not much, but when they're sitting like they are now, oh, you just absolute mo fish. And uh, what I saw... Big ones, too. Yeah, yeah, what I saw from the day was there's a million crayfish. Mm -hmm. A million, million, million They're definitely way off of bait fish. Because I still want to always try to get that... they're sitting down low eating crayfish. You just got to get down there, hop Mm -hmm. to them, like really put fish... It's it's, it's hard to do when you're covering a ton of water in a raft. Because you're, you're not... Sitting on a spot, fishing out fish, and actually doing you know, it that the, way. I think the best thing to do is, in my opinion, is just to cut the floats down now. Yeah. And and slow down. Because, like, even, like, I'll push it as far as I possibly can. Because it's just, like, even now, like, once this starts, I'm okay with it for a couple hours in the evening. But it's, like, I'm already, like, told him that. I'm, like, I got the musky buck. You know, I'll push that bait fish as long as I can. I was, I was even fishing real small murdiches the other day, just trying to get them going, still on a bait fish, and it's just... As soon as you went down, it's like there they were, you know. It's I wouldn't go, and he did, and I'm like, yeah, I think next trip I'm gonna have to. But then I saw that cold front come, I'm like, eh, maybe I'll give him one more shot before I get that other box back out again. It just, you know, reluctancy, but it's that time. Yeah, it's re- that's how I am too. I'm I'm reluctant to go and press that button and fish slow and low and I've even a lot really of fleeing craze. On, you know. <clears throat> And pausing and yep. you know that kind of you've been doing anything with that and just trying to like hover stuff up over the structure i didn't get to fish much today but uh last couple of times i was out uh we're a little more you know i didn't fish for the weekend before so uh the weeks before that were pretty productive with all all the fishing i had mm-hmm. done so yeah they were up until about Two, two and a half weeks ago, the fishing was really productive. I mean, you can go out there and you were, you know, getting into fish throughout. Like, right up until, like, that trip with Matt. That one with Matt, and, like, even that morning, you know, we got a 19 in the morning. And we had a good, yeah. you know, it was the fish were doing really good. And then that weather just kept staying hot, 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 hot. And then we were supposed to get a bunch of storms, and we got inch and a half of rain that literally just dirtied the water, soaked into the ground, and two days later, it was right back to bare bones. Yep. And the fish just locked after that. That was the one where we needed that to, like, bring it up. And that would have really just kind of kept, you know, still the bait fish bite, you know, and your your cray and your top water. But that that did, that killed it. That just sent everything right down. Yeah, we got almost an inch of rain, and the big river didn't budge. Yeah, because I fished the dirty right after. It was, like, two days after, and it was dirty, and we did fine. Yeah. And we were, you know, we were getting bites and moving fish. I mean, they wanted chartreuse big time in the dirty mm-hmm. water, and then it was just nothing. Don't she wrote. 
they petered right off after that. But this front, I think, it's going to bring us right back into some musky water or temperatures for a little bit. Hit that for a trip or two, but we're right back into, you know, yeah. heat right after that. And there's just no water. Maybe one thing if we had water and then the, the wind's been, every day's been 20, oh, 25 mile winds. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Today, the upstream wind today on the float. Holy oh. poopsky. And once 10 o'clock hit, it was on. And it, it would gust a little bit earlier, and then the end of the day it was just steady, just beating the piss out of me. It's every day. I mean, there's very, very little. We're not getting just hammered with wind. So, mm, but that's all of mine. That's. I'm gonna. Uh, I I'll uh, start on a little bit of mine. We can go back a few weeks. Uh, I, I I've been fishing quite a bit. Um, trips to trips local. Uh, I went out of town for three days. I'll get into my out of town trip because that was kind of probably the first thing I did. Uh, Mark, the day you went out smallmouth fishing with Matt, you ta- you texted me, but I was I was so busy I was just getting ready. You know, the week before you go out on a three day trip, camping in a tent. You know, I was putting up new tents with, or not new tents, but tents we'd found. You know that we'd had in my dad's attic. You know, we're putting them out to, so they could air out for, you know, a couple of days. We found three different tents. One my uncle lived in for three months <laughs> in Connecticut. Uh, him and his wife, I think it was Connecticut or Maine. New Hampshire, one of those up north, you know. New nor- England. Yeah, New England states because uh, he, he, she's a traveling nurse. and uh, But this huge tent he had. I mean, this was the thing with the Taj Mahal of tents. It was giant. And they lived in it for three months out there. Wow. Uh Instead of having them buy, get them a place to stay in, which usually they just fork out for a place for you know the traveling nurses to stay in while they're in the area. So anyway, we but we found a nice one that we had that was a three section tent. My dad had. I had like a center section you could put stuff in, and two sections. So we each had our own little tent rooms. Wow, it was awesome. So we took that, you know, and uh, uh, bunches of trout rods. You know, went to Central Pennsylvania. To do some trout fishing uh, with um, my buddy Tim from work, uh, Devin and Ron that we know, you mm-hmm. know, our buddies. Um, and it was it was a lot of fun. And uh, Tim's dad went as well, who's not much of a fisherman, uh, but's willing to go out and and did go out with us and had fun and caught some fish. Awesome. So it was it was fun to see him out there, even just having a good time and hanging out. Um, went. Uh, they had a nice setup. We went. We all took off Friday. Uh, it went Thursday night. Traveled through all the dark. You know, get there, set up tents real quick. Blah blah blah. Sleep. Wake up with like basically no sleep whatsoever. Go. You know, walking out, tra- walking, trudging, trudging, trudging miles for. And there's and there's oh my gosh, what beautiful country. Oh yeah, Central Pennsylvania is gorgeous. I mean, it was just. I mean, some of the. Some of the views, some of the places, but that first morning was, uh, it was good. Um, Dad, first thing he catches a decent brook trout, uh, which they don't really see. You know, they didn't see that many of. They said that they'd never caught one out of there. You know, personally, uh, but stripping a streamer, and huh. in the morning, early in the morning, uh, no hatches were happening. You know, real early, so. That's kind of what, the way we were fishing, early morning streamer fishing, evenings, you know, hatches. And uh, the early morning streamer bite seemed to be the way to go for us. I mean, I'm a better streamer fisherman than I've ever been a dry fly fisherman and, and dad too. So, you know, 
first thing, first he gets that, and then I go down a nice hole. It's back exactly where a big brown should be, right behind a rock. Cast men down, so I so my fly's not being drugged down. So right. now it's when it as soon as it's now I'm buying it time to fall a little bit, and I start stripping right where I think this fish is going to be. I watch a nice twenty inch brown turn sideways, crush a fly, have brown on for a little while, and then lose it. Long enough for somebody to be going down the shore to me with a net. Oh. So, yeah, it was on there for a while. I saw the fish. It was big. It sucked. But, you know, hey, at least I hooked it. Whatever. Yeah. It was still fun. Um, next day, uh, we didn't wake up early. We got drunk that night. And we were on vacation. Yeah. You know, I'm not there to kill myself. The conditions were not, we weren't in. If it was wonderful conditions where I would have been able to really, really fish, <laughs> I don't know. And it just was so hard. It was so low, so clear, just right. like every everywhere. Is everywhere been, right now, yeah. You know, in our area, it was the same. It was just, luckily, honestly, it was in temperatures where you could fish. And yeah. we got some cold nights and things. So at least I was out there fishing with the confidence if I caught a fish, I wasn't going to kill it. Yeah. You know, so that was nice. Other than that, I mean, evening fishing, you had to have your dry fly so right, and it was so hard to match. And then once you knew what was happening, it was so dark, you couldn't tell what the hell was happening anyway. And that's such a quick... you got to be so good and so precise and so on what the hell is happening out there to, to dry fly fish adequately, you know. And it, like I said, the conditions did not help me because now all your flies have to be... Jesus Christ, right? You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It had to be perfect, 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 because that fish is down there dissecting everything that's happening, you know, and very well. They're all super intelligent fish. There's just giant brown after giant brown and, and water miles, you know, one after another. So, like I said, tough, but it was fun. Again, I haven't camped out for three days in a tent since you and I did that, Mark, down in Tennessee. And you in know what? Five years. Yeah, we did the same thing with the... Uh, with cots, you know, uh, we had a rainstorm. My tent got soaked. Well, luckily, my dad had actually used one of the tents that they had already had set up, Devin and them, and I used one of the smaller tents that we had had on one of the sides of the big tent, which all were connectable and unconnectable. Okay. So I used, I flipped around and had to dry all my shit by the fire for one night and then f went to the other smaller tent, which... Got another rainstorm and did not leak and was wonderful. So it wasn't totally bad. You know, got a little wet. What are you going to do? I actually had one funny evening. We went out. We were dry fly fishing. Uh, great hatch. Oh, my gosh. Just every bug you could ever imagine ever was coming off. I mean, huge, huge granum caddis. Like, it's like half-inch long caddis to, you know, your... Uh, Blueing olives a little earlier, and I mean, I just suck. That's what it came down to. <laughs> that shit is fucking hard. And uh, but just it was cool to see the hatches. Uh, it was just one of those things. Like I love seeing that. I'm such a I'm, I'm such a rock flipper kid. Uh, I'd never seen such big golden stones everywhere. It was so cool. Like that kind of shit. I love. I do. I really like it. And that it, it that's what I like about. Just seeing the life that's in the creek mm -hmm. or river itself, uh, on even on that you know level, is just so much fun. It's so much fun when you see all these different bugs coming off. 
and you see the fish reacting to them in a certain way. And then we found out what it was that they were hitting. They are hitting sulfurs that were coming off and, and spinners that were coming down. And there were a billion of them on the... Well, not billion, but it felt like a billion. They, sure. were, they were everywhere. Fish were coming up and eating them. I actually had the right flies on. Again, you just it got so dark I couldn't tell if they were hitting my fly, a fly around there. But again, super cool. That same evening, that was the second evening, uh, I saw a snapping turtle. Uh, as we're doing this, this whole same thing, the dry flies are coming off and all this is happening, and uh, I'm just being a you know kid in a candy store, just having a good time with the whole thing. And I'm walking down, and my daddy calls me down, and uh, boy, I damn near snap on this snapping turtle. That's not huge, not huge, huge, but I, I'd probably say about a foot and a half, you know, by a foot and a half. Yeah, so so big, mm-hmm. so big enough to like. I didn't want to step on him. That's a toe gobbler. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, we had our waders on. It was still the water was still really cold, but even yet, you know, just still. I I I have a picture. I put my hand down by him, but it's over top of the water, and he's much bigger. It looks about the size of my hand, but he's much bigger, you know, because we were talking about the whole refraction thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's why, or just because maybe my hand was two feet above the clear ass water that I could see him in. But uh, boy, he was big. So I walk around him, walk down the dead, and proceed to fish again. And it was like I said, just cool. It was, it was great to be out there with him and spend the time. That's awesome. So we get uh, we get pretty uh, we get pretty loose. Third night or that night, we're talking about going mouse fishing at night for them, which we should, probably should have done. We more pro- more than likely would have probably seen more fish than we saw the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, a couple Yellowstones and, and shots of Yellowstone, you know, a couple drinks of that, and then you you know you're hey we're gonna go up the mountain and you know go look at the stars and all that. And I thought that was even a little cooler. Uh, went up and did that and got to see. I mean, when you're up on top of the mountain, like the stars are on top of you. Yeah, and there's cool. no light out there. And we got to hear this cool thing out there, which I'd never heard. I'd heard of it in music or in a song, a country song, uh, a whippoorwill. Oh yeah. And I had, yeah, and I had never heard. I had never been out in the middle of nowhere to hear these at night. So it's a bird at night that eats bugs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they had they had talked about it and they started playing like a little, you know, the same sounds on their phone. And as soon as you start playing them. Like those things will start answering you. Oh yeah, and they'll start, and they just started going off all over the place. It was one of the coolest things, you know what I mean? Just for a guy who I, I mean, I spent a lot of time in the outdoors, and never heard that. And I thought that was pretty cool to get the experience out here. Those it was pretty cool, and we were looking at oh man, a billion stars, which was just an awesome evening. You know, I, again, we could have went fishing, but being up on the top of the hill, you know, having 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 a good time, you know, relaxed, and I think yeah. that was just as much fun. I'm a bit of a bird nerd. And there's a there's an app out there out there called the Merlin Bird app, and you can you can press record, and it will live time tell you what birds are singing and chirping or whatever. So if you hear a bird, and any bird, you know, just hit play, and so if there are four or five different birds, it'll list those birds and when they're making their noise. It's and it's a free app. Oh no way! It's pretty cool. It's super cool. I'm gonna yeah. download that before you have to write write that down so I I remember it. I will. Because uh, I'll use that all back in the morning. Like this morning I woke up, at, you know, 
You got a crazy ones like around here at night. Oh yeah, yeah, a couple and of them. Those, it'll, it'll tell you what it is. I think those are uh, your common. What are they? Sparrows. They no, are yeah. not a sparrow? sparrow. No, these are like deep in the like in my woods, making oh. a screamer, and they're every single night. It's hmm. some kind of bird. Sam Scanch. No, but that ain't no sparrow. Oh, I, I just know the sparrows have like they don't have like a good cadence. There's not like there's songbirds. And then there's a sparrow who just screams outside of my window <laughs> all the time. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to kill you. Like, I might just shoot you with a BB gun here real soon. And, you know, where you get the songbirds out there that are, you know, that do a nice little tune. And that's fine. I, I, I'm i cool with that. I'm not cool with, you know, constant, you know, mm-hmm. anyway. Closest but, I ever came to ah. dying was from a bird. I was crawling. I was archery hunting. Up in my tree stand, uh, and I heard some some birds flying around up above and around me. So a couple doe come in, and I'm sitting there, and I'm watching them, and so I let it get dark, and the doe were still down there, and so I'm like, all right, I'm just going to slowly get out of my tree. So I lower my bow down, and I start I start down from my tree stand, and I take one step, and it appears, and it turns out that what had flown into the branch above me was a screech owl. And when I took my first step down my ladder and it let out its screech, I damn near came off the ladder. I, I mean, I'm there. I'm shaking. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm hugging the ladder. It scared me so bad I almost fell. But, I mean, screech owls aren't very big. I mean, they're, no, they're tiny little things. They're, they're cutest little things. But, damn, are they loud. And, you know, when the... The, the night's quiet around you. Oh, yeah. There's nothing going on. I hate going up and down ladders as it is. You look like you're a ladder guy. Yeah, you right. You look like you're built for ladders. <laughs> I am a ladder. <laughs> if, if it's higher than what I can reach, uh, we I'll get help. <laughs> but, yeah, closest I ever came. Stupid screech owl. Cute. Stupid screech owl. Sorry to. Oh no no no! Again, completely going, no, derail no, 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 your no. story. Going back to all of that kind of stuff, we got to see so much cool nature and so many cool birds out there. I mean, there were eagles upon eagles, and got to see a bunch of them fly off a uh, adolescent eagle up there. That was really nice to see. You know, just tons of cool wildlife up there as we were up there. Um, but uh, day three comes, and again we went up to the top of the hill. You know. And, I don't think I remember going to sleep. So, Dad wakes me up at oh, before light, well before light. You going fishing? He yells in my tent. You going fishing? And I know if he's up. Coffee's ready, is what he says. You going fishing? Coffee's ready. And I mean, I swear to God, that took me back to my steelheading days with my dad. He would say the exact same thing when I was a kid, like I don't a seventeen, sixteen, whatever years old it was. You going fishing? Coffee's ready. That's what he always said. And as soon as he said that, I don't care how drunk I was the night before, my ass was getting right up, and I was gonna step out, and we were gonna get our shit on, and I was going fishing. Awesome. So you know, if he's out there and he's going, yeah, I'm, I'm not. Nobody else went. Just him and I. Everybody else, they slept, and uh, you know it was, it was fun. We took our we took a walk, man. We took a walk for a while, went down, fished some big holes because he had had a fish coming up, 
and swipe out a fly earlier in the week. That was big, big. And he said it was big, big. And it was big, big. He said it was big, big. And I believed him. So we went there. We fished all that one section. I lost that fish in. And beautiful. Just a wonderful section of uh, river. And uh, nothing there. Uh, so we walked back up and fished like a main like a main section. Uh, we, had, we had fished quite a bit. And uh, he really liked, and we're like, he's like, ah, I was like, you want to fish this? We're on our, it's on our walk back, so might as well fish it anyway. And um, he had already, oh my god, I'd lost so many flies. People had lost so many of my flies throughout that weekend, and I'm like, he loses another fly. I'm like, gosh, dude, like, oh my gosh, all right, another streamer. It's, it's in, and it was in the weeds behind him. So at this point, I'm like, ah, here's my box, just, just whatever, take a fly. Take a fly, whatever. It doesn't matter to me. It's fine. He takes this little, uh, little tiny sculpin. That's like a medium sized sculpin helmet with uh, like a bunny leech style. Right. Uh, some, some kind of. Uh, I think uh, it had dubbing, you know, up above, around behind, right behind the, uh, the head and everything. He takes that fly, a little smaller streamer than what we had been throwing. We were throwing um, peanut envies. About that size. And a mm-hmm. couple other little streamers as well. Little clouds little this or that. sprays and things of that nature. And he puts that on. Goes up to this riffle spot that was just gorgeous. I mean, if you were a trout, you were sitting there. And I'm I'm down on the other side of a bridge. So I can't see him. Or anything what's happening. He goes back up. Does what he's doing. He's in the way better spot than I was in. Which I had, I had had a fish follow in where I was at. So I felt comfortable. He, he was in the, the prime spot. And next thing I know, couldn't have been two casts later. I I got one. I got one. I was like, oh, all right, cool, cool. You know, so I'm not moving too much. You know, and I'm, I'm and he's like, I got a big one. I got. He's like, it's a big one. It's a real one. He yells to me, you know, and I'm like, oh, me, like, all right, here we go. Grab net, you know what I mean? I'm heading up to him, and then I see it, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, it's a real <laughs> one. All right, let's 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 do this. Like, don't lose this fish. We need this fish to, just to make the weekend. And he fought him great. Perfect hook, like right in the right in the top of the mouth. You know what I mean? Right in the, I uh, couldn't have lost him. It was awesome. He was so pumped. So that was great. Great pictures. Uh, tried to, you know, even with the water temps being like they were, uh, they were good. But again, we never, we barely even took that fish out of the water. It was literally in the water, in the water, in the water, in the water. Take it out. Couple pictures, pictures, pictures. Right back in and just gone. So, you know, tried to be as respectful as we could be and um, what a wonderful fish to <laughs> cap off our weekend uh couldn't have asked for a better ending you know what i mean for him to work that hard and get one so i loved it i'm gonna go back uh, i have to see that place in different conditions i have to go there when it's going to be prime uh so i can fulfill i, I just I, I i there's i i left something out there i need to i need to go back you know there's a few stones left unturned for me to even just it was a cool... We got to visit some other cool places after, just more touristy places. Uh, they got a nice little beach, a little pond lake type thing, uh, concession stand area. Uh, they have great shakes and all this stuff. And I, I thought it was just a, a really cool place for if you were going to take a few days with your family and go camping or go do something outdoors like that. I, I, I really... You know, central Pennsylvania, if you look hard and look around, there's a lot of beautiful country out there. And... I think next year, uh, after this Disney vacation, that's our vacation is going to be across just Pennsylvania, 
and probably go see that for a couple of days, stay at our cabin for a couple of days. Cool. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of local beauty right here that I, I don't think that, you know, I go a lot of, we go to a lot of different places for vacation, but there's enough beauty right here, I think, that we could stay right here and see a lot of it. I couldn't, I just had this conversation the other day. I had a friend come back from France and he's like, oh, you'd love it. I'm like, sure, but like there are 50 states here yeah. in our country that speak our language which will not hinder me from enjoying myself. And I can fish for something in every single one of them. And that's going to take me a lifetime. Yep. And I, I don't, I'm not afraid of airplanes. I'm not afraid of foreign travel. I've been to Europe. I've been to the Bahamas. I, I'm okay. I just, I think there's so much beauty here in the U S even in, even in, even in the state that people who are leaving here, are, are missing something that's right in front of their face. Man, there's so much. Look at that place we went the other day. Beautiful. You in a million years would have had no idea it was there. It wasn't much bigger than a brook trout stream. And unfortunately, now it's not fishable. We fished as much as we could, and he ran into a trout, of all things. Hmm. And then we got to the other side, and they turned into a nature preserve. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. But is that an air quotes nature preserve? No, it's like full signage, multiple signage that wasn't there last year. But the top end of it isn't, and it's tiny. It's a little wider than this room, and beautiful creek, and super small. But so it is not navigable, and no. hence can be posted. Yeah, that's too bad. You can still go there, and photography is welcomed, but fishing is not. Hmm. <laughs> I just told him if we get caught, you just got to pose with your rods and your hatch reels and stuff. I'm just going to take pictures of you. <laughs> I have, take to, have the real cameras out there. We're just doing photography, officer. We're just doing some photography. Yeah, that's right. Well, hey, we're going to come back with uh, some of Jim's fishing uh, and some more of my fishing, what uh, Chris has been doing with uh, the, his fishing and his upcoming trip. And uh, we're going to take a little break. Hey. A lot longer for us than it was for you guys. A lot of bullshitting around here. Um, but I, I wanted to get to something before uh, Jim gets to some of the stuff he's been doing. Uh, the food. The food that Devin had for us uh, on our trip was awesome. It was just 50 bucks that got you, you know, your campsite and everything, food, everything. You Basically, he had two pavilions set up right next to each other that were giant that were had all the food cooking equipment underneath them it was in, in places for you to set all your stuff to stay dry fishing equipment it was just man the setup was sweet the food was great the first night he uh, did a, a seafood boil for us and that was awesome you know uh clams and all kinds of little uh what do you have shrimps and there were sausages in there and i mean it was good potatoes corn it was it was man banging uh i was man you know he was like you're gonna go back and talk all this shit on the food we had and you know like because the guys are all you know they all like to cook and eat and you know good and i'm like no not at all like for the tenting situation and like what what he did was awesome and we all like sausages so sausages the next night like i ate three i was like is anybody else eating any more of these and they were making fun of me for being the littlest dude who eats more food than most fat guys and it's like no my buddy chris was here he'd keep up with me yeah he clean up here 
And uh, now, yeah. so I was I was out there cleaning up, and Tim's Tim's a big kid. Uh, you met Tim today. Yeah, he's a, he's a big boy. He ain't a little kid. He's a ranch hand. Yeah, he's he's, he's this kid's an ox. He's you know six foot six one whatever two hundred probably two hundred pounds, and he's he's built. He looks like he does construction with me every day, and uh, so it's nice. It was nice to have him to pick up the boat a little bit today. But uh, he was there, so he you know him and me cleaned up the food and. Uh, Wonderful food. Every morning we would get back from fishing in the morning if we did go or if we didn't go. We woke up and it was breakfast. It was eggs and bacon and, you know, your potatoes and toast. And um, Ron's mom was there. And uh, Ron had went there originally with his mom and his dad uh, way back, you know. And uh, the trip got kind of lost throughout the years. And this is, they, they went for years and years and years back then. And uh, he'd take Devin as a kid. And then Tim and Devin kind of started going there again. And cool. that's how I kind of got brought back. And I was very uh, pleased to be invited. Even yet, you know, because I was the only person I said that had been invited that's not family. So nice. it was Good. an awesome, awesome experience. Uh, so, yeah, we, we did. It, it was, it was, the food was, and the food was just off the chain so thanks devin it was it was wonderful uh i'm definitely like i said we'll all be there next year so uh to you buddy so yeah uh, i've been doing a little bit of catfishing lately with who um i made good on my promise uh I, we brought it up on you know a couple of podcasts ago whenever we had Derek on uh he tied me a bunch of salmon flies last year whenever i was up in new york and uh he instead of taking money from me, he said he goes, I want to make a trade. He said, I want to catch one of these big catfish. So, all right. So that was, you know, back in the fall. And now we're into this summer. That was smooth. <laughs> Very smooth. Second one. At least we have some uh yeah, towels down here already. Yeah. Towels are right here, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Jay spilled his beer. That's yeah. where that's where we're headed with this. I but just made a fly trade. I'm usually pretty good at not yeah, doing it. What did you do a fly trade for? Uh, John Morris reached out to me from working class fish, fly fishing, and he asked if uh, I had any maple syrup because he wants to make a, a mead out of maple syrup. And I was like, yeah, well, let me see what I got. I told him, I was like, I got a gallon I can send you. And he's like, sweet, I'll pay you. I'm like, you know what? I'm going, I'm going to the South Holston next year. Why don't you just send me a bunch of uh, meat flies? Because I refuse to nymph when I'm there. So I'm trading some maple You'd syrup. You'd rather for shower with your daddy is what you're saying? That's exactly right, brother. But go ahead, Jim. I'm sorry. Sorry. had a burp there. But, um, yeah, uh, traded flies for fishing trip with Derek. So he wanted to get his son a fish. So I was down for it. So I went out, you know, did the whole bait runs and everything. So the first night that I took them out, I I tried to do my best to have a variety of baits, so I didn't just go there with you know a bucket of bluegill. So I went out you know the night before in a different river, and I caught a you know bunch of little nice sized bullheads, kept them alive all night. We use those for bait for the following evening. Chunking them or th- whole, really live and kicking. What size are they? Uh, I mean anywhere. The bigger the better, man. I mean a flathead's really the only thing that's going to eat one of those. And I mean when you're targeting, what are you talking eight to? 15, 12? Yeah, I would say that that sweet spot's probably like that 10-inch, 10, 10, 11, you know, right around a foot. I mean, if that's that's a good-sized fish. You also got to remember, too, 
the bigger the bull head that you strap onto that in addition to that heavy lead, it is like casting an anchor. I mean, that's a lot of weight to sling out into the river. And I mean, I'm running braid on. Ba- well, not only that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm running braid on bait feeders too. So I mean, whenever you open those up and cast them, I mean, you slip on that braid, it'll cut you up. Oh yeah. Yeah, it'll cut you up. But um, yeah. So like right around you know the 10, 11 inch boy, that's a good size. But that first night we went out. Right out of the gate. So, do you use anything else? Are you gonna use like just bullheads, or I? I mean, I, I always like the bluegill hook right to the top of the back as well. I thought that worked pretty well. It depends on the time of the year. Okay. I mean, it, it and also okay. it kind of depends on like what kind of water situation you're in. If you're in heavy current, and I mean, it's gonna be harder to run a live bait in heavy current just because it's going to tear the bait up while it's down there. It's just going to get blown around. You're going to have to hook them through the nose, and after a while, the bait's just going to rip off. <coughs> so usually in that kind of instance, I would take uh, – I do the flapper rigs. So I'll take the whole bait fish, and I'll fillet the spine out of it and just leave the two sides of the fillets attached to the fish so you're only removing the spine and the tail. And then hook it right through the snout, cast it into the current. It'll sit straight up in the current, and it's just flapping and fluttering down there while it's just getting blown around. They uh they tear that one up pretty good if you're fishing really heavy current. I I'll go with a cup bait versus a live bait. But whenever we're pool fishing like this, mm-hmm. I mean you definitely want to run live. So I mean we'll do a mix right. Like on that night, for instance, we had bluegills and we had the bullheads. Mm-hmm. So try and you know to go for both of them. Sure. But uh right out of the gate we uh no creek chubs. No I'm, man. I'm a giant creek chub fan too though. I, but then I, you like really you said, not you get, gonna get one in. But you said I got you a, get more I got channels. a special hatred in my channel. heart for a channel cat, though, man. Yeah. I really do. I mean, ah, oh, man, I don't mind a good. They're bait stealing good, yeah. sons of bitches, and they'll they'll just grab it and run, and then they'll just spit it. They'll grab it, run, spit it, and then whenever you do hook one, usually they're just have you know half of the fish's body in their mouth, and you end up pulling the bait off, and they just take it anyway. Your channel cat's my large mouth, huh? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> channel cat is your large mouth. <laughs> it's a bonus fish. I mean, yeah, you're not mad. You caught something, woo. But unless it's unless it's twelve unless pounds, it's a gargantuan one. The biggest yeah. one, biggest channel I've caught was twenty five pounds. Yeah, okay. So unless that it's was a big fifteen channel. to twenty pounds, shit, you're not you're then you're happy. Yeah, I mean, okay. they're a channel cat. They're a freight train. I mean, they sure. just long athletic runs. I mean, they're just fast and they go for a long, long distance. They'll spool you if you're not using heavier equipment. But, biggest um, one I've probably caught was. I don't know. In the 12, 12, 15 pound range, maybe. Yeah. I Big mean, ones. You can stick your whole, you know, both your hands in your mouth. And then the flatheads, boy, can you stick your hands in their oh mouths. Oh, yeah. Well, if, they're uh, all head. If they're smiling, they're 40 pounds, man. And they got a big old lower lip on them. They got the bubble gump going on. So, how many big fish would you say, even have you seen flathead wise this year? Uh, and how does it compare to other years? And did Derek and Andrew get to see any big ones? So right out of the gate, I had right at the top of this one current seam, I had a couple rods sitting out there. And right out of the gate, you know, before sundown, channel cats were picking off bluegills out of that. So, I mean, I was they were able to both get a handful of those for the evening, even really got started. And then uh, going into the evening, I had a bullhead out and something really big took it. I mean, I felt the fish's tail smacking on the line while he was just slow taking it. And then locked him, let him go completely max. Andrew's sitting there right next to me, ready to get get handed the rod. 
I lift this fish and I feel it just go right across the rock and it was just tink gone. Clean the whole rig. Busted off that braid on a stone. <laughs> so sick, sick feeling. Cause that I know that like that was a flathead. Cause I mean it's on a bullhead. I mean channel cap's not gonna mess with a bullhead. But uh so we ended up re rigging, got uh got into a couple other channel cats. And then that was kind of it for that night. So, I, I mean, we didn't keep out too late because, I mean, Andrew, I mean, you know, he's 11 or 12. So, I mean, it's kind of hard. You can see he kind of loses the attention right. halfway through the night. You know, in those slowing times, like after that first initial feed window, whenever it's just slowed down. I mean, little kids, it's hard for them. Sure. So, we only stayed out until like right around midnight. And then, you know, that's good enough. But the second time, uh, we just went out on, again on this last Friday. And it was just slow, man. I mean, it was slow all the way around. Getting bait was hard. I mean, it was just slow bite. We had that overcast come in. And, I mean, they don't call them overcast fish. They're sunfish. They're really hard to get whenever it's cloudy. <laughs> they're hiding up in those weed beds. I mean, they're hiding from bass and other things that are trying to eat them. So, had to fish for them, like, right on the shore. But it was just slow night. Had, like, maybe one or two hidden spits, but nothing even took, picked it up and took it. Oh, wow. So for this year, for your bigger fish, what have you seen? So for the bigger fish, we I did we did get two good fish already this year. I got a 19 out of there, and I do have a 28 out of there. So I mean, 28 that's that's the biggest one for the year so far. That's that's a that's a big flathead. I that's mean, a for fucking little one, man. That's for a I mean, baby. for I feel like for our our I mean, where where you're fishing, that's a tiddler. For where you're it's like fishing, catching like a 32. I almost. don't know, yeah, man. It's a tiddler. For where you're fishing, I feel like it's a big one. No, no. Because I mean, I I think put a about lot of... the amount of fish <laughs> just that 28 pound eats a year. I know. Oh man, it's just every one of them. Cool. How many smallmouth do you think? Call a lot. <laughs> what? All of them? As many as he can eat. <laughs> Slurp, every one absolutely. Everyone walleye by mouth. the school. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing a flathead won't eat. Oh no, they're the apex predator. Me, I mean, me and Jim talked about that today. Yeah, that you'll is, find a find a license plate in their gut. It's, it's yeah. not a muskie. The apex predator is a flathead. And if yeah, they're both in the same one hundred percent. He's the he's the biggest dog in the mm. river and he the biggest baddest motherfucker in the river. He opens his mouth and it's a five gallon bucket of get it in here now. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Those things are awesome. I again, I the f- biggest one I've seen. Uh, personally, I think was right around 19 or I think it was 19 pounds or 21 pounds. Um, and the kid, same kid though, uh, caught a, what Jason them said was 43. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a solid fish out of there. Um, uh, I pulled a, I pulled a fish out last year that maxed out a 50 pound dial scale. Yeah like right now yeah 43 is like and those those kind of fish you're, you're literally yeah. like i'm struggling you're holding, to hold that, you're, you're holding that bit your neck <laughs> i'll put it to you this way whenever if you ever see like pictures of guys online that are catching catfish how they're all slimy it's just you get slimed up because that fish is gonna beat the hell out of you trying to get off trying to break get your grip on it because who, who got off well i mean i definitely <laughs> did catching that one but i mean you know i'm sure the fish did somewhere <laughs> he did too <laughs> I just saw the state record was caught over in the Susquehanna. Yeah, it just got broke. It's uh, 66 pounds. 66 pounds. Yeah. I bet bet there's one in 
I, as soon as I grabbed that fish last year, I looked at my buddy and I went, Tom, this fish is 60 pounds. And I knew it. I knew it. I've, I've had enough of them. I've grabbed enough 40s. I mean, I've grabbed an, a, a handful of fish that were in the 50s. I've seen fish in the 70s. I mean, I, that fish was every bit of 60 pounds. Did you buy a bigger scale? I did. All right. Yeah. We got a 100-pound digi now. That fishery nice. over by you, that place puts up some chest. Yeah, Dude, that's there's that, oh, that one pool? That one no, pool? No, 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 no. I said the fishery over by him, the other one, it puts him up into the oh, 60 yeah. plus 70. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's, what's the biggest this came out of there? 78? Uh, 73. 73. Yeah. 73. Is that what the state record is? No. No, I would have to look it up, but I but dude, this state record for Ohio, I think, so pretty high now. Well, I I would be surprised at our state record. Well, what's our state record? Do you, is sixty six? It just it, got broke. And, and you said it was out of the Susquehanna. Okay, I'm surprised it didn't come out of the Ganey. Yeah, agreed. Or the Ohio, honestly, well, or the Ohio in our in honest, our own state. Yes, yep. honestly, the Skull, I agree. The Skullkill River. Puts up the biggest ones, in my opinion, huh. in PA. Just like the amount of fish that you see that are sizable, there's a ton of them that come out of that river. Well, I would think the Ohio state record is probably out of the Ohio River. Mm. Uh, maybe. I, 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 I like I said, I, just, I, I don't know. We'll I have to look I, all this up. But anyway, I, I, I really, I when I was in Ohio, a lot of my friends were into doing this type of thing. We went out catfishing. You know, even for uh, even for your dreaded, you know, uh, channel cats, how we would go out, uh, you know, and throw chicken livers, whatever, and have fun, oh, just sitting on the bank. They are, they are good eating, though. Yeah, I mean, they we're just having blackened. a good time. I, I actually caught a hybrid on chicken liver in, this, in the same place I was fishing for catfish. Did you put you it know? in pantyhose, too? No, but you know what I mean? It was just He wasn't was going to take off his pantyhose. No, it was just <laughs> what we were doing at the time. Uh we were but we would Did go you out. Use your Kool-Aid mix? There was another lake you can go to and they had blue cats. So you could go out there and throw live bait and shit like that for blue cats and it just you know, I I I like the catfishing I love catfishing. I I really we went we went no, one time no, with Chad, on. remember? No, hold on. I, I was the only one to get a flathead that day. On a live bluegill. Hold on. I That's love how any time that you get going into any type of like bait gear story, about like 75% of the way in, you start to pick up a southern accent with it. <laughs> Absolutely. I love being out there just chucking bait. <laughs> Come on, man. We got to be down there. Absolutely do it. He does too. <laughs> hey, hey, if I'm, if if I'm going to be a redneck, I'm going to sound like a redneck. God damn it. If I don't sound like Donnie Baker, I don't want to be on the podcast god damn you guys state law uh, that's funny. <laughs> it's a state law out here yeah exactly so but no I, I i no i i really did dig down there going catfishing with buddies that were into that type of thing and like you're saying the same things they were fishing bullheads they were really about what they were doing and throwing cast nets for bigger shit than i was ever ever through in my life and Man, is it fun to think that that guy is down there, that river monster. 
somewhere, man, there's a big one. And you know what's the crazy part? You don't got to catch a 60-pound fish for it to be a monster. I mean, you catch a fish that's in the mid-30s, you're going for a ride. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I mean, you sure. are going for a ride. That fish has a lot of endurance, and it is powerful. It's going to take you deep, and it's going to pull, and it's going to keep you down there. And you're going to have to that's fight probably that probably the one at peak, too. That's, you know, you're probably that age where everything about it's just... As strong as it's going to get to that, you know, yeah. mid 30s into 40 pound range. Biggest freshwater fish in the world was just recorded over in Cambodia. 700 pound stingray. Whoa. Oh, wow. Is that a fish? You know what? What's funny is my wife read this story to me today, and I was like, I never thought of a stingray as a fish. She goes, well, What else is it? And I was like, you know what? When you put it that way, yeah, I get it. It's a fish. Same way a shark's a fish, but we just don't think yeah. of... So if you exclude... I wonder what the answer to that would be. If you exclude, like, ray and shark and, like, I don't know, like... Yeah, what, the, what, what, not the, real fish? Non-scaled no. fish. Yeah, there you go. Non-scaled fish. Or cartilage. Well, I or guess I had the cartilage boys. What is yeah, the largest scaled fish? fish? Arapaima? Is it now perch? What's the largest one ever caught, you know? Yeah, I, I, that I don't know. But GT? My, my wife got... No. My, that's a saltwater <laughs> yeah, like, fish. Oh, uh, you're talking about... Yeah, and fresh water. Water. GTs okay. are going to get to, like, low, what, 120 maybe? Yeah, they're tarpon are bigger than that. Yeah, I mean you're Arapaima? talking. Arapaima, Arapaima's mid low mid three hundreds. I think now perch get up into like four upper I, three to four hundred. If I I I don't, I don't know that. I think uh, they may be the biggest. I think the, scale. I think that probably the Arapaima is going to take it though, man. That's a yeah. big fish. But Claire, but the, Claire and I talked about that. Is you know I don't I don't not consider it a fish, but it's not a fish. Sure. Right, because it's. Could it you, lives in now, the water. Now, hold on. Could you, it, in the scaled fish category, could you also throw a gar in there? Yeah. Because, I mean, an All alligator right. gar, that, that's a fish so that wait, gets six. We had to pounds. Google. Arapaima is possibly the largest freshwater fish in the world, reaching up to 440 pounds. There we go. There you go. There we go. Booyah. Thank you, Largest Google. of North America would be so, the alligator gar. Oh, uh, so did the, uh, so does, what, what the hell is this thing right then? Stingray's it, a fish. It, it, what you just said? Oh, my, my uh, okay. Now perch is 230 pounds. My bad. That's my, the largest. My wife nerded out. It's still big. And went like down the kingdom, genus, oh, phylum. Right. And, and you know, they're they're the same until they get down to their their ray family, right? The, like the cartilaginous rays. There's like six or seven different types of rays. Like, like the six, skates and stuff? Yeah. But, so. And they're freshwater rays, too. Hmm. So there's there's a couple different types, but I never considered it a fish. And so when you just said, "Is that a fish?" Yeah, it's a fish. You can fish for it. I bring this back even to uh, our kind of fish, and you know, like we fish for bowfin, and yeah. we're going to be real soon here, and the season will probably be because the I think the smallmouth season is going to kind of slow down, like. And we're gonna fish from deep and do our things. That even if you're gonna fish for them, probably at night. If you were to fish right the evening into the night, I think you would catch more smallmouth now than you would have caught, you know, any other time here. Yeah. Oh yes, here, here for sure. Right now, if you fish into the night, you're gonna start catching them. Mm -hmm. They're gonna. We start need to eating. do that where you and I went. Yep. Uh, yeah. Those that's, Michigan that's, guys are banging fish yeah. on top. Yeah, we try. We were thinking about trying that today. It wasn't nothing was happening. He was fishing so close to the top, it wasn't going to happen. But we're going to start fishing for bowfin, and those yeah. are a fun fish to even 
you think about the relation of families, and uh, they're the most closely related to a paddlefish, a, I think it's like a gar, and most of your prehistoric style of fish. Yeah, it, uh, is it is it the oldest fish? One of them. Absolutely one of them, and they were, and, and I, when I looked up, last year when I got into the fishing for them heavily, I looked into them, into the internet a ton, and just read into them, read into them, read into the history of them, where they're going to be, why they're there, how they're there. Forgot all that by now, huh? No, no, they used to be really <laughs> widely spread everywhere around here. Mm-hmm. The whole East Coast was littered with them. I'm surprised we don't see more. You know, and well... They're one of those fish that survive in such a situation that other fish don't thrive in that, you know, they can own that and not get pushed out, overrun throughout, I guess it's going to be, we're talking, bajillions of years now. Who knows how many years, but they've been around forever. It, it's one of my favorite fish, uh... Something I want to get into a little more this year again, and I think it's right around the time. I know Chris has been dying. Yeah, absolutely. get his first one. Yep, I have. I have never landed a boat in. I've been in the boat when we've caught him. Mark brought it up to me. I think it was a couple of years ago. Probably you that brought it up. I don't know how we, we got the. They're cool. We, I, I mean, don't know how we got into them in the first place. It's but like a a quick, you know, for something fun to do a couple trips. Yeah. It just, you know, like you said, they're so limited where you fish and how you got to fish for them and how, like, the day goes. You can't put, like, a full day in on them. It just doesn't no. happen. Right. You're going to get some windows in the middle of the days or usually they're just dead, dead. Now, if you want to sit and do cut bait, you know, you'll catch 300. Dep- and oh, yeah. I think That's it depends on time. ridiculous. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. If you want to yeah. get into doing some other stuff for them, you could probably get into them. Depends on time of day and time of year. Uh, the one day we were out there throwing top water for him, we, you know, hooked up eight, moving all day, yeah. eight last year. And the kids that were gear fishing top water frogs for him, they said they hooked 15 apiece. Wow. You know, didn't get them all in because they're very hard jawed fish and real you hard just to don't, hook. Yeah, you don't, yeah, for you the don't most get them part, all, but, I mean, you know, if, you, you, but you see a lot and you hook a lot. Oh, yeah. For, if it's nice and sunny out, yeah, you're going to see a crap load of fish. It's just, there's, there's no lack. And they'd fight until, like, literally you they're gone. They don't stop. In the net, in your hands, and the whole time, they don't stop. So, we had an SVS bet, and the hybrid bet is still going on because the season's not over. That's right. And you're winning. Yes. Yeah, you're going to end up winning that because I'll never fish for them again this year. But the... Well, who knows? Who knows? Fall's still around, and they can still be at places. So... Fall means musky. Oh, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. I get it. I get it. For you, I'm a hybrid guy. I don't think about nothing uh, else. But I think we should go out and put a case of beer with all of us there on a bowfin day. We could put a couple boats in there yeah. with all four of us. Yeah. Dude, dueling and rafts. Yeah. We'll do raft against raft. Oh, not rafts. I'm not putting my raft in there. I'm putting my not? little tin can green boat yeah, in there. Yeah, it ain't that bad. We've done the rafts there a ton of times. <laughs> hate putting my raft in. I just hate doing all the work. I like having the little trolling motor to motor my little green ass tin can and beat in the shit. Yeah. And you could put your boat in there. Yeah, you do. And then it's also a ridiculous mess after it. 
like yeah, the trailer, the boat, everything, the oh, inside of the boat, yeah. everything stinks. Spicy. It's yeah. It's, it's very spicy. To I hate that. I hate. And this. not that it's any better because my oars are black up both sides from getting smashed up against stuff in there. I get it. But no, I, 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 yeah, I, I mean, it's not that I don't, but it's like I kind of, I, yeah, I hate putting my regular boat in there. I'm not putting my boat in there. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> you can't put your boat in there. Neither no. you can put, no, Jim's boat can't go in there either. I have a 12 well, I, foot I pull my can. trailer home from there. I look like one of them things that people put behind their tires on dualies to protect their boat from the rocks kicking up. Yeah, yeah. That's the bottom of my trailer looks like. I pull my trailer in, it's still in, it's, that shit is still in. My garage right now, because oh, <laughs> that's the only place that that. Well, no, it, my last place it was was uh. It's like so cool in the morning though, like before like everything is yeah. going. That but like that's awesome. also when the fish aren't going. Like them fish do not love the, like the morning like that no. early. As soon as like nine o'clock comes, it's like boom, and it's like once the first one goes, it's like fish, 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 fish. After that, again, but you just gotta that we early gotta morning though, it's you so gotta, cool there though. You gotta see that top water eat there. I know like. You haven't really gotten to the no, top water eat much as much. Water. Boy, oh, man, when you can get them on frogs, you can get them on moving shit on top. It's just so much fun seeing something come up and hit. So yeah, I I'd like to get a couple trips in for sure. Yeah, we'll have to work all this. And those those are great because you can do an afternoon trip Again, and mm-hmm. you're not out all day. If we're gonna do that, the two rafts, we'll we'll throw beers on it. We'll we'll, we'll you know what we'll flip for teams. I'm in. I like it. And we'll do it. We'll find we'll find two others to fill the rafts. I'm sure. I'm in. Okay. Maybe we'll get yeah. Derek to be in one one of the spots. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because he's a you know at, you know he's on the podcast. Damien, Damien. He's right there. Derek and Damien. Yeah, Absolutely. Damien would yeah. be cool too. Yeah, he's there. We go. Yep, perfect. We fished right, with we Damien already, last we, week. We, this, we, we, we just figured that out. Um, anything else you have to get other than the flip today? Did you see anything with Mark that was great that he didn't hit? Mm, no, I think I pretty much covered it. Chris, let's go. I've only musky fished. Um, awesome. Yeah, that's that's all I really want to do. I mean, I like smallmouth fishing. Did you catch really? a fish? I did. I unofficially caught a fish. What the fuck's that mean? I heard this was your PB and there's no photo. Correct. Uh so I was, I had invited Aaron. I'm just so glad you didn't catch like a 25. Right. Then, then your PB <laughs> went up like two inches. <laughs> no, I had invited Aaron to come out and he didn't know if he was going to be able to make it because he was working on a mural. Uh, so I had the day to go fishing. Aaron uh, couldn't make it. So I stayed home for the morning and hung out and. I finally said to my wife, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take Xavier out. I'm going to take my fly rod. We'll go catch some crappie and some perch and just, just have a, a nice couple hours. She's like, all right, go for it. On a whim, we gets just... Gets rid of one kid for her, right? Yeah, gets rid of one kid for her. Uh, and Silas, my middle child, needs introvert time, right? Like he needs to go into the corner and play with Legos and not talk to anybody and not fight with his brother over Transformers and all that, so... It was very well. It was a welcome time, so we went out and we're just. I'm going to spots with bait fish so that my son can catch some bait fish, and I'm throwing musky flies. Well, wouldn't you know it? I had the best day of my life at that place in three hours with my kid. 
The thing that wasn't the best was wrangling my six-year-old kid throughout the entire trip. So I launched the boat. He's like, I'm going to stay with the boat. I'm like, you're not going to stay with <laughs> the boat. <laughs> Come on. You should have let him stay with the boat. He could have it back to you. <laughs> Absolutely no. Come on. So we take the truck back up. I'm trying to get him to put his life vest on. We're, we're messing around. He's being a real pain in the ass because uh, he's six. Like, he's not an asshole. He's just a six-year-old. And I leave my phone plugged into the truck because I've got the Apple CarPlay and I always just leave it plugged in. Didn't grab it, went down. He starts to run it. Never crossed my mind to grab that phone. So we go out. Uh, long story short, uh, I moved. Hold on Jay. one second. This is how fishing is fucking supposed to be. Who needs a goddamn picture to prove to the rest of us assholes that you caught a nice fish I agree. with your son and had a good time? Like, back in the day, we didn't have cameras. Unless you had a disposable up your ass the whole time you were fishing, you yep. didn't have a camera. So there was no camera. And quite frankly, I wasn't going to post it on Instagram or anything. And I don't care if anybody believes me. Because I caught it. And my kid got to see me catch what, oh. what he called a hundred billion inch Hold fish. Hold on. I believe you. Hold but on. I do not believe that you would post it on Instagram. No. Do you know what I was thinking? Is your kid in, is your kid in bed right now? Oh, he's been in bed for an hour and a half. Oh, you, okay. Well, here's how we're going to prove all this happened. Oh, boy. Next. Didn't you just say we didn't have to? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, but I had, I had. No, a, because the funny part is, I, I know he's saying this, but if this was the other I way, just, no, 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 no. Oh, I just, I just oh, had yeah. an epiphany. Oh, yeah. I had an epiphany while we, I, while I was listening to this story when you told me the other day on the phone. I literally had an epiphany in my head that it would be awesome if the proving point would be we call your house, your wife answers. And your kid describes you catching that fish on this podcast live, and then everybody knows it actually happened because no six year old's gonna fucking lie. <laughs> no, that would be awful. I mean, unless it's to their dad. Right, like every chance <laughs> sure, you get. Sure, sure, sure. But yeah, but I'm totally into ab- that. About that experience, I would like to hear his side of it because then we all know it's true. Yep. How's that sound? Sounds awesome to me. Okay, that's that's how we're gonna. That's how this is gonna happen. We'll call next podcast first thing. We're calling your house to find out how this all went down. I'm into it. From Xavier's side of He's going to have things. him for the next from, week. From okay, here's exactly <laughs> what you do. From the time <laughs> you answered the phone, yeah. you were going to say, He's and if anything is off, you will never get another Transformer until this day. You will verbatim. Yeah, you. now you're giving me time every to night, coach him. Yeah, every night, right before bed. All right, half I hour bedtime. I should have told you this, but that was the, like, I, I literally I saw had that thought. I saw Papa strip set. And then he strips set again like a real man. I'm in the back of the boat going, side pressure, Papa, side pressure. Oh, my God, yes. Yes. I told him, don't wear him out. Get him in the neck quick. Get him. So. How big was this okay, fish? Okay, so, okay, the fish, and now your son netted the fish for you, or you just netted the fish yourself? No, I solo netted it. It was, I want to say 38. Oh, no hell. Oh, yeah, holy shit. It, it Fuck was, yeah. It wasn't a giant for where I was, but I was super happy with oh, it. Oh, 38-inch muskies. 
a good fish. Yeah, absolutely. I was super happy with it. Super what you, happy. What did your with kid it. think? My kid went fucking nuts. I bet it was it was a shark. It, yeah, absolutely. And we he had seen them because I I had moved a couple on on the way to where we were going, and I'm like, and I I yelled at him. I was like, buddy, 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 come here, come here, come here, come here. And he he's on the front of the boat just casting a bobber out, right? So he'd run over and he'd see it, and all of them were mostly just real lazy, roll their way in. Stop, take a look, and then just kind of submarine under the boat. And then I'd, I'd eight for, I don't know, 10 minutes. <laughs> so he'd seen some smaller fish, but he went nuts over this. He's like, that's 100 billion inches down. Papa, it's so big. It was. It was 100 cool. billion inches. That's the greatest. 100 billion thing. inches. 100 billion. I love mm-hmm. it. Oh, and my then, gosh. So. That's going to. Uh, your kid's going to be addicted to fishing this is what happened to me when i I was a kid as well we motored out of there uh and i went looking for bait balls for him so we could get him some more perch or whatever and uh right in the in the middle i found this real nice bait ball on the uh on the sonar so i spot locked right there and he's casting and casting and he's not good because he's six which is okay. So I'd, I'd be helping him. I'd be helping him. And then he started to get the hang of it. And I'm like, hey, buddy, I'm just going to throw a couple casts. And he's like, all right. So I'm in the back and I moved a hog. Probably the biggest fish I've seen in there. And it was a musky? Mm-hmm. Beast. Uh, completely uninterested. Just again, like the other four, just rolling up to see what's going on. But it was it was it was an intelligent fish. Yes, it was a it was a wonderful day. We had a great time with my boy. He got. Did you get him on? What did I? A white single, Buford. Yeah, it was cool. It was real cool. Hell yeah! It was really cool that Xavier was there too, right? Because if if he didn't want to go, I was going to go alone, right? And that'd make this even more unbelievable. You'd have had your phone. <laughs> I would have had my phone. You're right. Yeah. <clears throat> I'd have had to pull my mask up, get a get a real good selfie all by myself. Post it on Instagram. Uh, every platform, my friend. I all, oh, all yeah. of them, huh? Uh-huh. Hey, but uh, yeah, it was good. And then we, I went out, <laughs> a, I went out again for muskie with Mark and Damien, and we moved. I'm, I don't know if it was a pike or a muskie, but one little, one little guy, and that was it. That's all we saw that day and, but day, that was a fun day though that was a great day i i hadn't got to fish with damien yet and that was awesome i really enjoyed fishing it's with a nice him. little charcuterie the board we had going on dude there. brought a charcuterie board yeah, well great. he's gonna do more than i'll do when we go out chris don't worry i haven't even got to fish with chris yet yeah we've been close you know same body of water sure sure we've been on a couple uh dual <laughs> floats that we were Fishing the same bodies of water, but we haven't mm-hmm. been in the same raft or boat together. So yeah, we need to remedy that. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so that was it for me, and I'm going again. I'm going this Friday. Yeah, talk about that a little bit. Cause yeah. I got to pee. <laughs> I'm going with uh, my buddy Joe. Just hit me up last week and said, "Hey, uh, I've got a trip book with uh, Red in the in the Allegheny. Do you want to go?" And I went, oh, and it's a Friday, and I've. My 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 calendar's usually pretty full, so I said let me let me call some clients, see if I can move some appointments around. So I got on the horn 
I dialed harder that day to move those appointments than I've ever dialed harder to move anything. And I mean like move anything. I mean like sell a stock or sell a bond or buy a stock or buy a bond. I was on it, on the horn. Got everything moved, uh, cleared it with high command at home. So we're going to meet up there Friday and hopefully uh, get a midsummer muskie, which would be pretty cool. Because other than that, like, I have to put all my shit back together. Like, I tore it all down and washed all my lines, and I hadn't intended on musky fishing again until September. Yeah, I was kind of the same way, and that's what I was telling Jim. I said, hey, this front's coming through on Wednesday. I said, let's let's make another run at it again. And I'm the same way. I got my rods going back to Tommy. They're packed in a case right now, and I'm ordering another one and getting these ones all stripped down and redone again. And Yeah. So it's like, no, musky season for me was done. I'm like, yeah, well. Yeah, we, we fished that Worst day with Damien, and we said, we're done. Worst case is you got a couple new backups now. Yeah. You got some new goodies. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, I got a... That was a hell of a deal, I heard. Yeah, I, yeah. everything I get is a hell of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen whenever, it works I, came, out. whenever I came home with uh, <laughs> my saddle <laughs> purchase. I uh, How many were in that bag? Mm. Probably close to like 80. So... Any saddles? It was yeah. just like stuff that I had used up, but there was still a lot on it, and it was oh, just, yeah. just not for not not good for you, but even good a, for him. Not even that. It's just I just didn't have time to go through the stuff at this point anymore. It's like you know what? It's like I I cleared out. I was sitting on probably at one point two hundred fifty three hundred saddles. Wow! So I just cleared a bunch and put a massive bag. I was like, dude, there's a lot. But yeah, here. whenever I came home with this bag of feathers, and my girlfriend was sitting there looking at me, and she went. What the fuck did you pay for those? But do we really go to talk about it? Yeah, do I have to lie to you already tonight? <laughs> so we ended up not not finishing that conversation, which I'm happy that that went down that way. But it was a good deal. Yeah, that's good. I bought. She that. didn't see you walking in with two new rods and reels any other day. No, not yet. I they bought the, the oh, back of the truck. I know, no, no. I, I snuck <laughs> them in the house, but they're like in the corner with my other rods, so I don't nice. think she notices them. I bought that jokester and I and I came home and showed it to my wife and she's like, That's really pretty. That's that's really awesome. And I was like, Yeah, it's really it's it's all I love it. I love my hatch reels. She said, Hey, what did wh- what did you pay for that? And I was like, Do you want the real number or the number that I was prepared to tell you? And she said, Well, if they're different, it's too much. So I understand now. Yeah. Yep. But it's a it's a sweet sweet looking reel. Oh, love it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I had to get one myself too. My man. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get uh, a black one, so that I've got the the jokester colors, and I can mix and match, so I can have a purple and black and a green and black. That'd be sweet. Yeah, dig it. You got the too. you got the five oh, plus. Oh yeah! As soon as I saw yeah, I got the five plus. <clears throat> as soon as I saw marks, I'm like, "Jeez, yep, I'm going uh, in debt." Stop making me so yeah. I'm gonna my, go into yeah, debt. Uh, my my wife's gonna be terribly mad at me because I'm poor and I'm gonna try this. You ever had to, you ever <laughs> give your social security number for a fishing room? At least one or two. <laughs> I, I at least one at least one or two. There's a couple. You know how many fish do you really need to drag for? None. Well, but the reel's fucking sweet. Hold yeah. on, I get it. I get no. There's, there's there's one around. Well, yeah. There's when one. You do, you do. There is. There's one around here that I will. Ha- you do need to use a drag for. Yeah, there's absolutely. One around so, here. Two. Yep. Two. Two. 
If you want to put carp in it, there's two. Uh, well, yeah. we'll, we'll even say three, if if you want to count steelhead. Okay, but yeah. So steelhead yeah. hybrids. True. If you're fishing for hybrids, yep. the only two reels I have that are worth a shit that I care like that have good drags on them are both the ones I use for hybrids. And that's a yeah. rise reel that I have. That's a decent reel from uh, um, Reddington and uh, the Grande. Mm-hmm. And it's a decent reel as well, and they yeah. have good drags on them. They hang up they hang well with uh lakers up in the niagara and the hybrids so i mean but those ones are way oh. when i was when i was oh when i was out there looking at yours and messing with, with the ones mark just purchased and has yeah. they were everything out- now is all raid. they're outrageous they're they un- oh my gosh when i was pulling line out it the the drag the way it pulled out just felt you know you can tell when you set it level. right and you're pulling out, yeah, it just yeah, it really you can you can feel what's going to happen when the fish hits and yeah. when you're going to be getting spooled and you have to fight a fish back in. Like even with you, with yeah. with the real with stripers, like you have to have well, a real drag other, system there. Like yeah, there ain't absolutely. no fucking just oh you're going to pull the fish in. And the other thing is like if for steelheaders, you can use a light tippet when that fish close and you go to net oh, him and yeah. he takes that run. You have a low startup inertia there. It's smooth. It's not checky. It's yep. not going to snap your tipping on you. But I like that's it. huge on that a reel. Is, that's that huge. is huge. I like them more than my Tibor. When I when I had to go when I went to Mexico and I had to buy a twelve weight reel, uh, I had to decide do I want a hatch or do, do I want a Tibor, and I bought the hatch. I tell you what, I mean, the way that they even like on the Chippewas, the way they balance rods. Sure, do you need them for musky? No. But you know what? You're going to need them. Like if you go to saltwater and hook into a cobia, are going to need that. Yeah. Or, bone. I mean, a bonefish. Oh, uh, yeah. A seven plus. Oh, for sure. For oh, bones. 100%. But yeah. anything saltwater that way. But yeah, everything now oh, on yeah. my end, I've all switched over. And awesome, man. I'm sure you'll see you eventually here once everything I get done on my end and sent over. But yeah, got added their pro staff there. So. Excited about that. Yeah, congrats. That's very that's awesome cool, man. Real big deal. Hell yeah. yeah. Of the crap that's happened over the last five years, I probably got to say that one right there is that one probably put the biggest smile across my face. Ah. That one, and I'm not one for one smiling. For smiling. <laughs> no, yeah. You smile about as much yeah. as I do. No, but that one had me uh, ear to ear. And I was, no, it's, I'm looking forward hey. to it. And that'll be, a, you know, a reel that you know, I've had a few of them. And one that I've always, you know, Chris and I always talked about, you know, one yeah. that's what, you know, what I get from, you know, have in the boat and yeah, especially too, you know, it's a company and people that are just, man, phenomenal people, mm-hmm. people that you need in the industry that, are, you know, have a vision and, and the way that they work with people and one thing's done that do it the right way. And that's, that goes further than, you know, a lot does. And then you put a, a product that they build is probably one of the best out there on top of yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, I have a hatch update. Uh, I don't know if, if you've listened before, I have yelled at Mexican TSA. <laughs> this was great for, for stealing my hatch <coughs> tempest pliers. Cause I, I had it in my checked baggage mm. when I left Mexico. And when I came, when we landed, they were not in my check baggage, and I was bad. I sent letters. I made phone calls to no avail. Well, I'm fishing with Mark and Damien, and I forgot my sunscreen, so I'm looking through my camera bag, which is a pretty big backpack, for sunscreen. I put my hand down one pocket, and I feel aluminum. 
and I reach down at the bottom of this pocket and I pull out my hatch pliers. And I could not have been happier. That moment meant that that day I didn't need to catch fish. Dude, when you, <laughs> I, I was on the back deck casting, and when like you reached your hand, you're like, Mark, I could tell in your voice, and like I looked over your shoulders, I knew, I was like, his pliers are in there, and your hand comes up, I'm like, I knew, <laughs> like, I could tell in your voice. <laughs> oh, that was great. But hey, now you don't need a new pair. That, thank God, because they don't make them right now. Yeah, I've got like three eBay searches set up for Hatch Tempest pliers. Uh, and also, uh, if you listeners haven't seen it yet, the Jolly Roger reel. No, jeez, everybody's been showing me 700 pictures around this table. Yeah, they need um, to bring it back again. I'm telling you, uh, if they could bring it back, or if I could find one on eBay, I would I would own it now. That campfire one too. Oh, Ooh, yeah. you need to get a campfire yet? Yeah, I I. I'd like to get a, he, but I got to go to eBay for that too. He would pay a bunch of dollars and done. probably do something and hang out. We just for one of those. <laughs> yeah, that Jolly Roger. I clean that look, up. See. Looks that is <laughs> totally. <it>. Oh, <laughs> that's a work of art, man. That on that's an R eight. Hey, thumb down. Yeah, thumbs exactly. Down for, oh. thumb, hey, thumb down for exploration. What? Thumbs down for exploration, you know? And you, you know? I don't understand. Okay. What you were doing to get the real. What? Okay, I'm, I'm just going. Uh, okay. I'm going off the rails, apparently. I'm worried about you right now. No, you, I was saying what you would pay and do for the real. Oh, okay, I, I was going off the rails. Now I understand. Okay, we yeah. should get back yeah, on the rails. Yeah, thumbs down. Yes. Did you put a line on your five, Jokester? Not yet. Not yet. I threw that. Uh, I threw a six-way clear. I'm I'm curious to try. It's a full clear intermediate. Oh, it casts well. Yeah, it feels good. I had a nine foot five Winston old B2X. Yeah, the, the, I broke what, what I cast tonight. Yeah, that's the one that the uh, the leader was outside of the tire or the truck, and when I backed up my driveway, the rod blew up in the front seat of my truck. Oh. So I don't know why, but just now I got to think. I was like, you know, it's been years, and that thing sat there, and I never fixed it. So I threw a tip on it. It's an eight foot three, throws a six weight like a bullet. It yeah. sure did, dude. That, that rod cast great, and it's still soft, which is unbelievable. I mean, yeah. it's it's not like super soft like it was at nine. You but didn't, man, you didn't even throw a like a fly like rod end on it. You threw like no, a no, it was like a like a like big a like gear. a gear no yeah, like a, a gear, gear rod. rod yeah like you threw like what you would mm-hmm. throw on like a Zebco like. Whatever, mm-hmm. like regular. I didn't like, put like, like a standard no, ugly one. stick. No, no, it wasn't like, like. No, I got this like super good idea, and I got the first thing I could find jammed idea. it on there, and I was like, well, oh, that looks really tacky. And at this point, it's now you, <laughs> now completely epoxied in. You know, I've already got the UV on it. Like, oh, well, it, this it, looks it bad. Was like it, reg- nice. it was like a regular rod and reel. Like I'm talking like an ugly <laughs> stick, regular rod and reel tip. And he just yeah. put it on the end of it, yeah. and this thing casts like a dream, dude. <laughs> it does Holy so hell. nice. The only thing you're not going to get out of it is like bonefish accuracy, well, right? Because no. that tip has a lot of recoil to it. But other than that, I mean, it sends a line. For fish and smallies? Great. Oh, it's perfect. For smallies, pike, a, trout, whatever, yeah. yeah. What was it, a five-weight? five-weight. Yeah. You, but the, he, he's not going to take a... 
No, I'm not saying no, he's going to take it bone fishing, but he's not going to put it on a dime. Mm-hmm. Right? No, but I tell you what, I got that new Sage payload. And that thing, under 50, 60 feet, will put it on a tool yeah, we, dead I, on a dime. I cast wow. that on the, when, when you, me, and Damien went out. Yep. And I like that a lot. And I had a 260 on that because I wanted to try it that day, and it liked the 330 better. But I, you could pick that I 330 try that up with a halt and just fire that. That is a sweet rob. I tell you what, you pick that thing up and do your little wiggle test, it's like picking up a 2 by 4 I was supposed to pick up my R8 salt yesterday uh we were going to make a run down to ia but my kid was being such a jerk we were not going to take him into public <laughs> so my wife said wow man screw it we're not going and i went oh but i really wanted to go get the <laughs> rod I, d- I don't care about going to costco i wanted to go 15 minutes past costco and pick up my new fly rod she <laughs> said have them ship it and I went, yes, ma'am. So, Derek, if you're listening, I'm going to call you on Tuesday when you guys open back up and uh, hit you with a credit card and uh, my shipping information. That's but great. I'm, I'm I ex- love that. I'm excited. Uh, yeah, hey, they got a new bunch of, bunch of flies in, too. My so wife if you're and your wife have to meet. They would love each other. I think they would. They would probably love each other. <laughs> And yours would as probably love his wife as well if they haven't already met. They met. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Times. We had yeah. Mark over last summer for a barbecue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we had when Rick and everybody, uh, Rick and Samantha were up. And oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Went yeah. to dinner. And went to the dinner. Yeah. yeah, we went to Talbot's. That's mm-hmm. right. That was fun. I miss Rick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rick, come on back up. Yeah, he texted we out of the blue. We need to meet and have a good time again. Oh. Uh, Beast. Now, Beast registration. Yeah, now that I've sent mine in. Uh, they are limiting entries to the Beast of the East this year. They're only accepting 30 teams. 32. Thir- 32 teams. We had 30 last year. We had 30 last year, which means if you're going to do it, reach out to uh, the Nittany Valley Muskie Alliance and get your your registration packet and get it sent in. Cause Sounds of it, you know, from the 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 winners two years ago, People are trying to butt in on me on the team. Nobody cares about the winners from two years ago. I think everybody's booted you. Yeah, you're trying. the one trying. They're trying to boot me. No kidding. You Why haven't caught not? a fish in seven years. <laughs> <laughs> and you bitch from 8 a.m. until the time it closes. What do you mean? <laughs> I was the guy pulling the boat wow. and netted a muskie. We won. <laughs> That was a new ass. I answered. I knitted <laughs> two giant muskets. Bangers only. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. I knitted two muskies that were giant. So can How anybody many have else you caught? One. One. One <laughs> in a bajillion years. Yeah. I caught a 31 fucking walleye. That means yeah, as much well, as your man, fucking man. stupid at 30, whatever it was in muskie. No, not quite. 30. Yeah, exactly. Not quite. So. I'm just saying our teams, but the guy that you rode in or that you put into on your boat into a forty some inch biggest fish that year, musky mm-hmm. was basically your musky as well, Mark, right? Sure. Sure. So <laughs> when it's a team effort out there and one guy's hot just going with you on this and one. one guy's hot, 
like the year that you know PJ caught two. Mm-hmm. Me and uh, Evans had already made the decision that he's not stopping casting. Right. So he's how hot. Did, how did this start? He was talking shit on me. No, but bef- boot, trying to get it booted yeah. off a team. Before that, Torgy, Torgy wants. I think Torgy wants to fish with those boys. And oh. if not, if he, I hopefully he gets a team together with well, his own don't boat. You need a partner anyway. Oh, we talked about this. Is Bam Bam not making the trek you, over? Yeah, so wouldn't you and Derek? Because Bam said last year he wasn't. Did he say he wasn't going to come? I don't know. I, I I'm sure heard. if he did, I, I mean, I'm, I don't want to speak on behalf of Bam, but I would think someone they would probably have a crew come down because they're separate this year. Yeah, but yeah. I could be wrong. But and you very and well, Musky maybe. Fool does sponsor help co-sponsor the Beast of the East. Correct. So they're one of the sponsors. So I know Dan has and talked about wanting to come. Yeah, yeah, that'd be sick that's our that's our down. shit. So before we go too deep down this rabbit hole, uh, yeah. if you want to fish the beast, get your registration in. Yes, it's getting there. And if, you want, if you Evans, want Jay on your team, no, Evans, <laughs> no, no, no. It was it was just a funny thing that Evans, Evans just texted me. You know, we're running the same thing, right? And I'm like, yes, we're running the same thing. Nice. Good. We're in the same team. No, it's me, PJ, and him. No, this is where we're not changing anything. And But he just he just messaged me and Torgi oh, messaged him, me what was he happening. He was pounding on you last you year. Know, and no, 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 no. That day that you whined for like five hours, he comes back. That's it. Jay's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. You get him. Go sleep somewhere else. So go uh, contact Nittany Valley Muskie Alliance to get your registration packet For if sure. you didn't receive one already in the email. No, you didn't get one? Same team. I didn't get one. Dixon. I don't know why I was not included. fill mine out. He okay. messaged. Glad he, you guys are on the ball. He yeah, messaged, he I, messaged I me. I sent you guys a video of me. Last year I was way late on mine. Yeah, I, mess- I sent you a video of me dropping mine in the mailbox. <laughs> he messaged me and said, Hey, how do you want your uh, your thing on the back of the shirts? And I said, "Thank you so much." You know, um, we're you know, we, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this until it happens. You know, every week, uh, we are so it's pumped for the beast. It's months. gonna be exactly. Yeah, it's dude. gonna be coming up quick. Football season will be here real quick, and that'll be here Fly real quick. It's it's, yeah. it's 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 gonna move upon it's us coming fast. Man. Way before you know, we first think one I'm it. Yes. Booked. I just got lo- looking this morning too. I was like, "Hey, fly tying night's coming." I'm book for guiding that day. <laughs> well, that's that's well, good. That is long, good. Have a long <laughs> but, day. Yeah, I'm gonna have a long day. But you know, the it, the fall's coming quick. You know, enjoy the rest of your summer fishing. But yeah, the fall's gonna I, be here right upon us. I gotta tell you, I don't like July and August. Like, if I had to kick two months I hate out it. of the year. It would be July and August. Yeah, I agree. I'll kill, That's why I'm glad I'll I'm, kill July and August on both in, and then move into the fall back into... No, I don't mean for fishing. I mean just in general. Like, it's I hot. Oh, yeah. I yeah, I'm not yeah. a fan of the heat. It's if you're, hot. If you're cold, humid. you can put clothes on. You can't take your skin off. Right. <laughs> I can only take off so many yeah. layers until Love the it. cops come. I too. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that's exactly. I'm with you. Yeah, so I, right yeah. now I'm glad I I'm, work in it, and it sucks, man, when it's hot. Like I have friends that go to Florida and Mexico and the Bahamas in July yeah. and August, and I'm like, no, no, it's hot I in got the a, north. I got a headache just thinking about that. Yeah, I'll All be right. locked in my basement tying flies. 
Well, I got I got a couple of things I want to talk about before we get over with this podcast. <coughs> if you know, guys, don't mind. No, please. You guys no. can get all into this conversation as well, and you'll love it. Um. So the other yesterday, uh, like ago, I'm leaving. Chris just is leaving. He said he had to pee. Uh, but no, yesterday, um, we were gonna uh the guys that I'm in the uh that I shoot bow with, and. Bow and arrow, bruh. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty good at that stuff. It's it's fun now. Call uh, you Cupid. No, Jim. No, I'm <laughs> Cupid in this motherfucker. The big nose, the biggest nosed Cupid, you know. Um, but no, uh, Jim's gonna be on our bow and arrow team this year. Bow and arrows, we shoot them. Um, when you guys start? But all the guys. Uh, that's start? that's in January, but oh, that's a while. Yeah, oh, that's, that's like but all the guys that are in this this this. Um, text with me. It's Chad and all the guys who goose hunt as well. So Chad said we're going to be shooting guns at, at the house. And, you know, running the dog and training the dog around gunshots and how to move and whatever and shoot all kinds of different guns and whatever. So, okay, I'm there. You know, I, I want to go. My brother-in-law was going to go. Um, Dr. Adam. Dr. Adam's been on the podcast and, uh, you know, so yeah, I'm I'm going. Uh, so I went down there, and it was funny. Uh, I get down there, you know, we're all hanging out, we're all having coffee. It's early in the morning. I'm hung, hungover. This is after my Friday night crazy escapade. I will talk about in just a second. Um, but boy, you know. I, I get down there and, and I get the guns in my hand and it, it was just fun. I'm ready, you know, and the the one guy and he's he shoots, you know, he shoots with us um, and uh, he's like, oh, Jay, you know, you're holding a funny looking fly rod there, you know, and he's referring to the shotgun as a fly rod and. Yeah, he's he's jabbing at me and jabbing at me and alright, alright, alright. I pull a pull a clay pigeon already, okay? So we're shooting clay pigeons, you know. And Chad just got a new twelve gauge, so I was trying it was a semi auto twelve gauge. And it's awesome. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful twelve gauge. It was it was so fun to shoot. You know, I'm used to, you know, and this thing was just po 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 you just you just plowing them, you know. I, you know, I didn't use too many second shots. Uh, maybe twice out of nine. Clay, I they only had I only had him pull nine for me. I missed one out of nine. Uh, I used two different shots on two of them, but the first four that came out were clean. Just me plowing them down, and uh, you know when the guy was you know uh, funny looking fly rod right and when he was and it joshed me a little bit. I just shoot four of these things right away, and that was my. Uh, and I go back, and, and Chris said the same thing. My first job was being a trapper. Uh, that's what they call it. Yeah, and tra- trapper, pull, trap yeah, boy, trap boy. Yeah, you, you pull clay pigeons for everybody, and I so I shot a lot. After we got done, I got to shoot. You know, and we would shoot and get to shoot whatever we wanted. And we didn't shoot the course so much, but we got to shoot. You know, the 
skeet that were coming out and whatever, and we got to shoot pyramid style. I they had a pyramid where I got, I worked, and did it was a pretty cool. Did y'all get to save the unbroken pigeons? We did. We went out and saved every unbroken pigeon and rabbits. Uh, the rabbits. The rabbits were always yeah. cool. Yeah, back yeah. in the day when they rolled. Yeah, you rolled the rabbits. Oh, we had yeah, we had the chorus set up. Yeah, that was how I lived as a kid. So I grew up around that shit. That's how I, you know, I, I know how to shoot, man. I can shoot, and so it was funny. He teased me, but I, 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 I blew some shit up, and some of the guys had awesome guns that uh, I have never had the chance to shoot. So I was look, I looked very forward to. I shot a lot of AR-15s, uh, but uh, not the one that he had. Uh, what we call that, the uh, 300 blackout. Yeah. I hadn't got to shoot one of those, but I had shot a lot of AR-15s. That one was pretty cool. It was really loud. Um, but my brother-in-law had bought me this sweet pair of headphones. Oh, you gotta have noise cancelers, dude. Yeah, that. But you can, you can. You I, can I, had, I don't hear well. I've shot a lot of guns without hearing protection. I don't hear shit. You can turn up, like everything mm. on the ones I got. So you could like hear all the birds chirping and everybody talking around you. But as soon as the gun shot, it's muffled. Uh, he bought me a really yeah. good pair. Uh, my brother-in-law for Christmas. Easy way to find out if they're a good pair or not before you shoot the gun. Clap. Oh yeah, these ones are these ones are sweet. They're like yeah, you can like you can hear everything, but you won't hear the gunshots as as loud. They muffle them pretty good because when I took the headphones off, some of the gunshots are way louder, and uh, it was it was cool to have them. I was like, oh, that was awesome. What a good gift from him. But man, it was so I got to shoot a fifty cal. Uh, Desert Eagle, which I'd never got to shoot. And, you know, just me being a little, a smaller guy, I'm only 145, 50 pounds. Fun, isn't it? 50, yeah. Oh, man. That thing, and you, boy, it don't matter what you hit or if you don't hit. Oh, you just disintegrate Dude, it. you disintegrate the dirt behind it. Holy hell. This thing is just, they were shooting up uh, two liters of pop. Dude, we were shooting, and shooting the tops blocks. off them, and but they were shooting the tops off them, and the tops would go; they would just explode, yeah, just ripping in half. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool to see, and uh, but you know, just them saying, "Hey, you want to shoot this a couple times?" I'm like, "Yeah, oh, yeah." Everybody else shot it. I, you know, I might as well. And cool experience. You know, that that's a very powerful gun. Holy hell, dude! It disintegrates. Like, a cinder block. I I never thought I I'd we get to shoot gone. a desert eagle. You know I you know I saw it on video games, shot it on video games. You know in Call of Duty at people that you know whatever that are you know running around. But man, to shoot in real life, you're like wow. You know the intimidation and, factor. Woo! You know whenever that, you that pick thing it up, you're like, like oh, all right, here we go. Like you were you were yeah. really like that thing is really like that's I mean, the real deal. The the one of the one of the shells came out. Of the gun and actually clipped me in the forehead, you know, and they just to feel that dude like how the f- hard the shells fucking coming out just shows you how hard the guns fucking hitting, like. But it, it was a four pound gun in itself, and it really didn't recoil quite as bad as I honestly thought it was going to. The weight helps a lot. It really does, and I was like, I thought it was gonna like really blow me away, like, and it didn't, you know. I, I had my, I had my, you know, like you said, I shouldn't have done, but I only shot two, so you, I really wasn't you, there myself. 
but I really, you know, I, I gripped up and made sure I was holding on to the gun really yeah. hard, you know, hand over hand, you know, and, you know, clapped a couple mm-hmm. out and, you know, woo, good time. Yeah. Yeah. Heart rushing. Yeah, America. Yeah, I love Freedom. it. Freedom. And this thing, it had, uh, man, it was a really cool gun the guy had. And he was really, uh, I was really, hey, thank that guy for letting me shoot his shells because those shells aren't cheap either. No, they, we were they shooting, are not. We were shooting that, uh, a couple ARs that were, you know, when you clap out 10, you just threw away $10. You know, it's a dollar a bullet. Pow, 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 pow. You know, but what a good time. And everybody was so nice to just say, hey, just just clap away, dude. Have a good time. Let's have fun. We're just, wow, 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 wow. Yeah, that money's already spent. Yeah. And they <laughs> were, the, and, and, you know, it was Chad uh, Bauer who, you know, started this podcast at his house uh with his neighbor Johnny, my brother-in-law uh Adam, his neighbor, there are a bunch of us all out there shooting. Uh a couple of Chad's family members, uh his cousin Chris and he was letting and then they would start we would start shooting and the he would let like it would boom and you just let the dog go and he would throw something into water and then you'd shoot and he would hold the dog and like he was, you know, working the dog at the end. That's cool. Like, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. And the dog, he had the dog out there all day, Ollie. And uh, he's been training for a long time. And Ollie acted really, really, really well. And it was fun to have him out there. You know, he, he, he was, boy, every shot that went off, he just wanted to, like, chase something. Like, he was, like, looking like... Like you could see it in his eyes, he's like look, he's like scanning the whole field just to see what was happening, you know. And boy, he's a good dog. Cool. He's gonna be. It, it, I hope I get to spend a couple of days out hunting with him this year. He'll be a ball to be out there with. That was a lot of fun. I had a <laughs> ton of fun shooting. Um, other than that, I uh, I've got to hang out with our our local friend uh, from the box. The art gallery, uh, Aaron Chine. Uh, I've got the fish with him quite a bit lately and get tattooed by him as well. Nice. Good. And uh, Chad did as well. Uh, I was there last weekend. Chad was there this weekend. I'm on the so, books for August. I also, I will be getting finished up right around the same time you're there. So awesome. I'll be telling him to put dicks on your arm as well. Sweet. Just like I told him to put on Chad's. Yeah. Uh, no. No, it was now both both I he did a great job on my arm. It looks great. It's healing up great. Uh the work he did on Chad was morale mushrooms with ramps behind them. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of all grown up and together like they usually do and uh and that same kind of you know they're all in the same areas. Yeah. And uh but uh what a wonderful tattoo. Uh Looks yeah, good, Chad. Aaron, Aaron's I like it. an amazing artist. He he really is. Yeah, it's a good time to go out there. It's it, I had so much fun with him when I was out there. Uh, there was a uh, there was a parade going on. We had a fun time watching the parade, and then I went and got all tattooed up with all kinds of reds and yellows and greens and blues and oh man, every color in the rainbow you could ever imagine. Yeah, it looks really good. No, I, I, I like yeah. it a lot. He he did my uh my inside of my arm on my brook trout sleeve, and man, it really no, it really looks good. Um, How long did that take to do that to do that color work? Just on this side. Correct. 
probably just around <laughs> two and a half hours. Okay. Just around two hours. When it gets around two hours and he's grinding into my arm like that, uh, I get crybaby bitchy. Hmm. And even Chad was saying, <laughs> man, he's he's a crybaby. Like, he's, he's a, that shit hurt. When I texted him, I'm like, that stuff in the back of the elbow, like, it hurts real bad. And he's like, yeah, none of it felt good. Were they waving 10 cars in the parade? <laughs> Are you Oprah stepping our bounds? No, that was, that, was, that, was, that was the banger. Yeah, that was that good. Was, <laughs> for the three of us that are laughing about it, that was really good. For the oh, rest, they're like, I'm, wait a second. I'm laughing. <laughs> Nobody else knows what the parade is. All right, well, hey, the parade was awesome. Cool. But, uh, but my arm, yeah, it, it's almost there. I got about two hours left, and I said, we we pin that up for right around the same time you're going to be there. So Sweet. it'll be fun, you know, around that same time. You know what will be even cooler right around the same time? If the three of us fished. That would be the awesomest. <laughs> that might be what we'll have to plan then. Yeah, end of August will probably be smallmouth or bowfin. Yes. And I'm okay with either. Yeah, we'll yeah, do both. Yeah, because muskie's the last thing oh, on my I mind. I want to see Chris in your little green boat. I'm going to sink probably <laughs> whatever half I'm in. No, we'll, we'll go on the raft. <laughs> yeah, we can go on the raft. You can't see my raft. Like I can't said. sink your raft. No. No. No, you'll, awesome. You'll just be shitty to fucking row. I've had bigger guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'll row. Not the whole time, but I'll row. He's not bad, but when you put the Yeti 45 back there and fill it full of food nice, it's a bit much. It's We're going to leave that shit in the fucking car because that ain't happening on the Bofin spot. We pack lightly. Yeah, water. Water. Because it's yeah. hot. Well, yeah. There's water and water. And a thermosel. And water. Yeah, thermosel, yeah. Well, and lots of medicine. Yeah, I'm not a medicine guy. Well, well, you can have your own medicine out there. I certainly will. it right now. Yep. Cool. So I'm getting ink. You're getting ink. Or, yeah. Yeah. And, the and we'll ink, figure yeah, out a way to fish. It was, it, was, it was fun getting tattooed by Aaron. Again, it's fun being out there. Good area. Man, what a nice shop. It's not like a dingy. Like, you think about walking into a tattoo shop, and I don't know if they're all like his now. But boy, it's like it's not walking into a like it's so light. I haven't been to the new There's one. So I mean, even the old one was just, the old one was super nice. Yeah, yeah, it was that one had like a more. I feel like this one has a less urban feel. This one has like a classier even feel. Cool. And it's it's just a wonderful like I I got tattooed in both now, and I I love his new shop. I think it's just a wonderful place. It's right off the front of the street. Awesome. You know, you walk down two doors, you know, you guys can go have a couple of bourbons when you're done. I want to go That's, to that comic shop, too. Oh, the comic shop is great. Mm -hmm. It's just in the <clears> other <throat> door down on the other side. I mean, you that, into comics. What's that? You into comics. I used to be. Like, we, we just got a new bookshelf, and I'm moving everything over, and, I'm, and I, I only have, like, 15 comics from when I was a kid. And it was uh, the Civil War series, the original comics from the Marvel Civil War. Uh, I've got, oh, yeah. I've got the episode where Superman dies, of Superman. Okay. Spoiler alert: Doomsday kills Superman. Doomsday, yeah, I remember <laughs> that one. Oh yeah. 
And I've got a couple uh, collectible X-Men's. The one where Wolverine gets his adamantium ripped out. Uh, I'm not going to go any further down this rabbit yeah. hole. But I've got some comics. Yeah, <laughs> oh, God. What was his name? He had all the hair. Or all the things coming out of his head. Uh, ripped out. Oh, oh, we're not going to go any further. No, Magneto's who did it to him. Oh, yeah, but he had somebody... That was working for Magneto. They got on anyway. Anyway, we're not going any further. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I watched all that stuff too. I liked it. It was that was my stuff. Um, uh, the tattoo. Would you guys? Yeah. Would you ever get to? Would you do fishing? Fishing. Yeah. Aaron and I. We also went out fishing. Uh, I went out fishing with Tim one of the days, uh, and we were just getting warmed up to go down to you know. Uh, pens and we were like i was like hey like let's go meet at 6 a.m and tim you know to go this is quite a while back but i that was the last wiper i caught i was saying but Mm -hmm. um we didn't even get to talk about that on this um we were getting ready i said hey let's go down for a quickie you know early early morning session and even leave before my wife will even be up and that's what i've been trying to get in down there if I go down, I try to get down there as early as possible and try to get out before anybody else will be up and out by nine, done, you know, go down there at light, a uh, couple, uh, big walleye, uh, Aaron and I caught, they were probably, well, one was probably 25 and 22. Are they in season now? Uh, we weren't, you can't bonk them there. So you can't eat anything out of there. You can't or you shouldn't? Shouldn't. Well, unless... Um, oh, don't let me go down this rabbit hole either. Unless... Shouldn't. Well, you they say... No, there's there's signs that say you're not supposed to eat fish because our river is high in PCBs. So, you know, you can't eat the fish there. So, we don't eat fish anywhere around there. You don't eat any of the fish. You don't take them out of there. Nope. They're all there, and they don't stock it anymore <coughs> as well. So hey, <coughs> that's a good one. That it. Maybe maybe the smallmouths will just reproduce for themselves. Sorry. In 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 years to come, hopefully. I've been reading some articles about musky reproducing in the Allegheny. And, uh, Allegheny, about that, yeah, yeah, for sure, oh, for sure. Or Especially all them big back end. Yeah. The only thing that's stopping them is them just blowing it out in March and April. Right. That's it. Because nine times out of ten, right after they go in and they start spawning and something happens, they raise that river and crank it and blow everything out. Which, the they, only which they didn't, which they haven't done in the last two, two years. years. The last two yeah. years they haven't. Yeah. Well, they killed the flow last year when that g- little girl fell in. I remember because mm-hmm. we were camping. I had the boat out, and it was sitting at like four feet, and I had I had anchored down. And when I woke up that morning, I was I was beached. They, they cut it, uh, and it takes thirty hours from Warren to Franklin to to level out. So if they increase the flow thirty hours later, Franklin is at the highest flow it's going to be from that, just from that water. It it starts to show up in about twenty hours, but when they cut the flow, I don't know how or why because I don't do science. Now, like it, it drops pretty quickly. We'll get a hold of Bill Nye on that one. Yeah, 
but yeah, uh, so that's that's promising. I'm I'm happy to see natural reproduction happening. Well, even that, there's a ton, a ton of tributaries. Yep. That those fish can move into, mm-hmm. even if it does get high. Yep. To try to do what they mm-hmm. got to do, and those places are probably even cleaner than that river in itself. Yeah, and they're still stocking uh, one muskie for every point seven five acres of the Allegheny. Oh, cool. So that that's how they do their and they're doing uh, yearlings, not fingerlings now. So they're less likely to just be swallowed by all the fish. You know, it it's pretty cool, I th- and I think that goes to like you know the nis- Nittany, even the Muskie Alliance type type of guys that are influencing what type of fish are getting stocked in the first place. Right. I think that goes back to a lot of that and research and just knowledge on. You know, the percentage of fish that survive per size you're putting in there. Mm-hmm. You could put less, if you put bigger fish in, in less numbers, you're getting you're, better survival. Exactly. Yep. You know, you could put a million small fish in mm-hmm. that will might not survive, but if you put lesser big fish in and maybe just feed those fish for a little bit longer, but lesser fish, you'll have sur- better survival rates. And I, I don't know. I'm not a scientist either, no, but and I right. don't know, but I think that kind of information and what they're learning through all that, you know, just different stockings and what they're doing and what they're learning from all the little extra money we put in from going to the Feast of the East or, you know, doing a few of their other musky tournaments. Buy your musky stamp. You know, yeah, buy, buy the, your musky stamp. The volunteer yes, exactly. $10. Yep. And I, I throw, you know, registration for the Beast is 135 bucks. I just make it even 150, send them $15 for their minnow fund. Because they are working with the Fish Commission, and they are they are stocking lakes that did not have muskie. Yeah, and as a whole, quite frankly, the PA has done a phenomenal job. It really has. I don't know what's all taking place as there's been a change of hands, but when Jared was in there, Jared just, uh, just built it, brought it to where that they're, you know, last I heard from, I don't know whether it was on our podcast or whether it was on Fat AZ, they were talking to where they're going to get so exponentially they can start selling them off. That'd be great. Because so, we're, I mean, we're buying them now. I mean, my beef has never been that. It's just, no, why are you putting all of this time and money into it just to say, okay, we can have these fish so we can regularly catch them? Why not let them get to you know mature size but they're just they're more worried about pumping them out and putting them in mm-hmm. you know that's been the response every time you know we're not you know if, well, if we see them get to 50 we'll put more well they how are you going to see them get to 50 if they can't let them get there you can't net a 50 if they're getting caught out of there and kept right and substantially more than you th- you would think a lot of people are like oh we don't keep a musky oh yeah a lot get kept here in PA silliness I've never, ever, 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 unless you were going to put it on your wall and it was 54 inches, I don't understand it. Yeah, I, I tell either. you, for most people, I mean, though, that was like, for that was 90, back in the day. For 90% of the people fishing in this state, a trophy is a legal size muskie. That's a trophy. That's a wall hanger. Well, yeah, if they caught yeah. the one I caught the other day, that's a wall hanger. Oh, 100%. Yep, they're, they're not looking for that double nickel <laughs> or 50 inches. Uh, you know, I don't understand. My dad caught a... Jim caught a 29, and he was trying to get a replica done of it. I was all about it, man. That was my first one. Yeah, I don't blame you. After, no. the, after the ass whooping that I took to get that, yeah. It was like that. I'm glad I didn't, though. Mm-hmm. I already shattered that twice. My dad got a 48-incher, 
Put it on the wall. It's gonna be here one of these days. Put it on one of these one of the wall behind us. Uh, he told me he'd let me have it. It's down there, just not getting looked at by anybody. So it might <laughs> as well be getting looked at, you know. But like, it had to be pretty damn near that. That forty-eight inches is pretty damn big. That's, that's a good musky. That's that's a great. You know, musky. that's a good musky, and and we caught it in Canada, you know, and there's a lot of big musky up there. But I mean, yeah, that was one to put on the wall. That was the only one that he's ever put on the wall, and and I bet you know, back I wouldn't then put one on the wall replicas. that was I wouldn't put on the wall. Yeah, and it was a real. It was that fish. <clears throat> but I wouldn't put anyone on the wall that was any smaller. Just, yeah. I, I don't think, I just think that's my benchmark is if I catch one above 48, yeah, maybe, and I, I would get a replica. I'm at 48 now, and I'm still, I'm going to get a replica when I get to 50. Same here. But, yeah, I'm not doing 40. I, I just I just think that's my not benchmark. Quite. I'm not going to. Yep, I'll get a replica when I hit 50. And speaking of big fish, you know, there was a marlin that was caught. That was 619.4 pounds that had a couple shark bites in it that did not win first place in the tournament, and I think it was in the Carolinas. Yeah, uh, Rick was at the bar waiting for that boat to come in. So they had, so they radio ahead. They say, hey, we caught this. It's, it's amazing. They radio ahead. They drive in, and everybody goes to watch the weigh-in. Now, I'm not going to get started on my opinion of that kind of tournament because you're pulling those big, beautiful breeders out of the water. I hate it, but that's not important. The uh, thing 690, is, and it's a swordfish or a marlin. It's a marlin. It was a blue marlin. It it's was a, a blue marlin. It was a marlin tournament. Okay. So they came in. They weighed it, they looked at it, and they have a policy about what they call mutilated fish. That if you have a mutilated fish, it will be disqualified. I couldn't figure out why. The only reason I can think is maybe it's easier to bring in if it's wounded. So they say it doesn't count because other boats didn't bring in a wounded fish. I don't know if it was bitten while it was... That sounds like petty money bull crap to me. Right. Because there's too much money at the top of petty stuff. I don't know if it was because... If the fish was bitten during the fight or if it was bitten before it was caught. Regardless, you're still killing the fish. Yeah, that fish is dead for nothing now. Yeah, I mean, that's bull well, I crap. I hope everybody ate it. A 620-pound fish is now dead. I mean, if you're a disqualify for cheating, like what happened in the past for the white marlin, which seems to be a yearly event with this stupid tournament they have, at least make it, le- you know, legitimate. Yeah. You're still killing a 600-some pound fish. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's and the prize, something's got to be said for that. And the prize money is $2.8 million. Well, can you let these fish go? I don't, I don't know the answer to that, to be completely honest. Like but when you, after you reel this fish in, is it able to be let go after that? Well, no, you have to weigh it in. You have to weigh well, the fish. Well, I understand yeah, if I like you're in the to tournament. Like, well, I'm just survive. saying, generally speaking. Oh yeah, you yeah, because they take you know you see what they do with them. They don't take them out of the water. A lot of the people like will hold them over the edge, or they're leaning over the edge and holding them by their bill or what have you. But yeah, yeah. you can catch them and release them. Yeah, when we were in oh, Mexico, okay. we could release a sailfish. No oh yeah, problem. okay. Uh, just yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, can yeah, definitely I'm, release more. But I don't. In the ocean, I don't know. But I don't know. Like after a six and a half hour fight, if that's what I mean. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if you can revive a, a, but I, I, I just don't know. But the the prize is two point eight million dollars. Plus, they would have got an extra seven hundred thousand. Now these numbers are not exact, but 
you get it. A or lot. 3.5 is what I heard. Yeah. Uh, so because they caught a fish over 500 pounds. So there was a separate pool for the 500-pound fish. So the prize money was 2.8. And the, I guess the next fish down was like 400. 420 something I heard. Yeah. So these guys were disqualified after coming after catching this fish, fighting this fish, spending the money in the tournament, coming in uh what's an entry fee? 20, 50? Uh Probably a lot. Something All of it. I think it's I, I, I think it's 20 grand. Probably. Yeah. I mean, you got to get three point five million from somewhere, and all the other shit you have to have to even catch that thing. Yeah, and I mean, the crew on that is what a dozen people. You know, when when you saw the picture, <laughs> it wasn't the fish. Yeah. Why? It wasn't even the four of us. Like the four of us wouldn't do that. Yeah, <coughs> it was. But the 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 point is, is that because they t- go like three days straight and they just take shifts and stuff? I don't know enough about that sport. I don't to either. I'm not sh- I, I have no idea. All I, I know, know that they did not win, and it was a two little chunks out of a goddamn giant ass six hundred pound fish. Like the chunks couldn't even like they were as big as one of these bourbon bottles. I mean, yeah. it wasn't like they were giant chunks. Shark. Yeah, it wasn't like it was giant chunks. That, like. This fish wasn't cut in three pieces. It was a couple bite marks. Yeah, and I guess they have some discretion on how they can do that. You know, whether it gets disqualified or not. Yeah, it was, wow. So you said these guys are suing, and and I hope they do, and I hope they win. Uh, They deserve to win. That's, that's, I, to to me, that's garbage. Well, it just seems like there's a whole lot of fishing tournament controversy going on lately, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A uh, lot. Come on. Do yeah. the right thing or just don't do it. You know? I mean, that's just completely different. But going back to the previous one. But no. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't dig this one. That's kind of bull crap. You're killing a fish there. I don't see was the why you're going to. If there was something manipulated, that's... That's it. I just pulled it up on the internet, and that's all... The, and that's a fresh bite. Yeah, too. I mean, you have a chunk missing. It's definitely hundred percent fresh. Yeah, I mean, I see yeah. there's a chunk. But yeah, but how do you how do you prevent that? A how nothing. Do you, how do you prevent a shark biting a fish on the way when in. that yeah. fish by is by you, by you having this tournament? That marlin got bit by a shark. That right. wouldn't have happened had it not. Correct. And yeah, <coughs> that's part of the game. You're going to kill it anyway, right? To weigh it. So yeah. yeah, these guys. And you're subtracting from your yeah, total fishing weight. three point five million dollars. Yeah. Yep, that See, thing would have been yeah, like exactly six it, pounds yeah. with that I mean, chunk it's on it. A hell of a chunk. All right. Well, yeah, we we all we all think uh, the guys who caught that fish should have probably won that tournament. Yeah, and and, and hopefully yeah, they had wrong. a and everybody had a great meal from it because. It probably tastes pretty good. I had some oh, swordfish. Marlin's phenomenal. Yeah, and I, I would I, imagine that's a good good cut. I did some reading. Uh, apparently, they can sue, but everything has to start with arbitration because they signed an arbitration agreement to enter the tournament. So it there's probably, probably it, loopholes in there. Then there's probably loopholes. There's nah. and the, being that's a tournament ran with a ton of money in it, they're watching every little thing. Their backs are covered. Those guys are going to get. I bet you there's an insurance policy out there for that. So it'll. It'll probably be taken care of, but you know, you catch a six hundred pound marlin and you're disqualified because a shark ate it on the way in. Not cool. It's like a bit in half. Right. I mean, it's it's not a big chunk. 
No, and that's really what I said, not. too. Out of a shark bite, if anything, that took away from your total weight. I mean, yeah. you're hanging a 600-pound fish with a shark bite a foot and a half off its tail. If it's big enough that it's going to break it, that's a big bite. That thing's hanging just fine and nothing's tearing. Right. It's not that big of a missing piece. That's a good point. No, Think I, about I how much weight is being suspended right there. Come yeah. on. Agreed. No. So we uh, have spoken. Yeah, that was that was it. no, I you know, and I just thought it was something that was in the you know fishing community that you did know, you ever did you ever get anything from Rick? Just a second. Did he ever say anything to you about it? Or you hear anything from him about it? No, not I, at all. I didn't either. And you know, I would be the one to know. I, mm-hmm. I, I guess I had one other topic, but I'm not going to talk about it because it feels like I don't want to kill the uh, podcast on that. Right on. I, I like, have a funnier. I, like what you did there. I f- have a funnier topic to talk about right before we end this. And that was what happened to my head and my body. Oh, yeah. And if if you guys think it's funny enough to talk about it, it's probably worth it. And Chad would talk about it if it were his podcast, and I will because it, it's mine. Uh, and I'm going to talk about the hell I want to talk about. Go for it. Um, so, you know, you don't not have kids all the time. And I, get, I bet if you got rid of all three of your kids, you would have done the same thing I did, Chris, but you wouldn't have bounced off the other end. Also, yeah, calisthenics is not really my thing. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, as the idiot. I think he would have came just slow like a sloth. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine a grizzly. There wouldn't have even been a strain on a thigh. <laughs> Siri, put on R&B music. When you hear what I I'm Imagine a about. grizzly bear just like strolling <laughs> through the woods. Yeah, that's yeah. that's my so role. that wasn't me. I was more like a spider monkey. <laughs> you know, I'm built more like a spider monkey. Uh, you know, little guy. You know, 150 pounds of a uh, shredded man. Um, so I'm running around like a moron, and through my house. You know, it's my house, so I can run through my house however I'd like to. Right? Correct. So I'm not wearing anything but my. Uh, you know. This what sounds a, like the start of a, a National a, Geographic no, bird was, doing a mating call. What I was, oh, do you know I was, I was, I was, I was pecking like a, and and I, I, if I could have done everything but done turkey call the way I was pecking around like like you know like I have I have I have a nice beak. Um. Anyway, so you know I'm strutting around in 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 what I was born in. We'll just put it that way. And like any man. Without any children around, I'm running around waving this thing around like it's like, like it's in my nobody's business. I own this place, and I go running into my room, and I go jumping onto my bed, and I go bouncing off the other side of my bed, <laughs> <laughs> and my wife is watching this all happen, and I just go bouncing off. And next thing she knows, and I know, my head is smashing off my end table. <laughs> you know, I got where my place where I put all my stuff, you know. I got my you know, my phone, my, my water, everything. Boom, there goes my head. Now it goes my elbow off the side of, uh, off the metal, uh, the bed, <laughs> the bed railings, whatever you want to call them. The, mm-hmm. the bed frame, frame. The bed frame. Yes, there you go. Bed frame. Nice wooden bed frame. Elbow off of that. Oh, and I'm laying there. And my wife goes, What are you doing, you idiot? 
<laughs> She's looking at me like I am this complete moron that I am. I was going to say justified <laughs> that I am. And I and I get up and she checks me for a concussion and everything goes as planned. Right on. How do you feel today? My elbow hurts. My head doesn't hurt so much because my <laughs> head can take anything. My head, I can beat my head off a wall for eight days. It doesn't matter. I've musky fished. Uh, elbow, yeah, elbow hurts. Elbow's tender. Elbow hurts. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, I don't fucking do anything with that. And I checked you earlier for a bursitis or anything like that, and you're no, good, good there. You're no. just, you're just bruised. Yeah, that's that's gonna be the 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 fun story of the night. You imagine me, but as naked, bouncing off a bed. Hitting a wall slash everything else around me. If we have any listeners that are cartoonists and you are feeling bold, we would love to see this put in cartoon form. Aaron, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> oh, it was uh, me at one of my finer moments. I will Venmo you $100, whoever does it. Now, it's got to be good, right? Like, I don't. I don't want Zach drawing a stick figure <laughs> with an extra stick yeah, bouncing off a five crappily, stick. crappily drawn <laughs> bed. But if you can, if, if you can send if, me if like Aaron, a quality, if Aaron does it well enough, I'll get it tattooed on me. Oh, you got a tramp stamp that. Ooh. Oh, that would Ooh. be a, that would be a great tramp stamp. Yeah. All right, gauntlets down. Gauntlet's down, buddy. Uh, on, that, on that note, we're probably going to end this podcast. Yeah, on that <laughs> note, Mark, who are we before, brought to you before by? Before Jay <laughs> induces anything else here, we got Sims Fishing. Find him at simsfishing.com. A-Rex Hooks. You got Yeti Built for the Wild and Cortland Line. It's bass season. Check out their bass lines. Yeah. Friends of the show, we got Ryan Evans from Queen City Guiding. Michael Davis at Down to Earth Wealth Management. Miss you, buddy. Haven't talked to you in a while. Thomas Shank at Chippewa River Custom Rods, Nittany Valley Musky Alliance, and our buddies over at Musky Fool. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, glad to be back. Bye-bye.